giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Oh, yeah. This beat really gets me going in the morning. Y'all don't see me back here, but I'm bopping. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. Your daily Dallas Cowboys morning show. Streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever. You're going to find us. I am your host, Will Skywalker Still. You can follow me on Twitter at Skywalker Still, as well as A to Z Sports Dallas. Everywhere. How you guys doing this morning on this beautiful Tuesday? This takeout Tuesday as well, I like to call it, because we're basically going to be finishing up our leftovers from that 44-20 blowout win against the Giants. Trey, you out. In doing so, we're going to talk about the role players today, y'all, and um, how they're aiding in a great start, 4-1 start. And then we'll play a little bit of a game later when we'll talk about some of these role players and see if you trust them. Do you trust is the game we'll play. Hey, Trey, Trey, you funny. Trey said, if 8-ish was a person, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I tell y'all, I tell you, 8-ish. I don't know, man. I am. It is what it is. What's going on, 788, all the way from Germany? How are you doing, man? We got Germany. We have I had Italy up in here, Mexico, uh, Felipe from France. You know, Cowboys Nation is not a nation no more. It's, it's Cowboys Global, right? We universal. Cowboys Universal in this building. If you guys want to call in from the States or out of the States, you can. 351-999-3787. And do me a favor if you guys haven't checked out uh, the video I dropped yesterday after the show. The Cowboys Giants drive of the game. Um, let me know if you guys want me to continue to 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 do those. I'm, I'm having fun putting them together. And to be honest with you, um, what I do is I try to take one drive out of the game and and kind of go over it and break down the plays and see how successful they were. Um, they've been mostly offensively driven the last few weeks because the offense has just been killing it. Um, Kellen Moore has been in his bag, so I had to illustrate that drive where he did the fake pitch and whatnot. So let me know if you guys enjoy those things and continue to check those out and support them. Uh, it's not in the description, but it is on the page. So you can go and look at that as well as go check out A to Z sports, Dallas, A to Z sports.com slash Dallas for all the articles that are wonderful journalists, yeah, journalists, writers put out. All right. Let me give some shout outs in the building real quick. Jacob, I see you. Daniel, below the heavens. Below the heavens be up in here. I appreciate that, man. 788. Professor O. <laughs> he said, Will got Mike attested today. <laughs> Y'all got to go check out. I'm telling you, go check out my Twitter, man. We have fun over there. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, right, Professor O? Professor O's obscured stats. We'll get him calling in to drop that. Uh, those lovely stats. Maybe I'll have some visuals and things for you there. Daniel, 
uh, Down South Cowboys talk show. What's going on? CJ Richards all the way on Facebook. Shout out to Facebook in the building. Let me see. Yeah, y'all up in here. We got Facebook up in here. Heavy today. Come on, Facebook. Need y'all to catch up today. Uh, Trey Manning, of course. MD Andrews. Tyler Shaw. Jeremy. Alpha Mason. Mark. I see you, Sean. Mike Harris. Jacob. We already got some callers coming through. Just, just hold tight. Hold tight. North of the Star. Stevie Mac. The Mod God. Hey, Stevie, I, I took that. I took that uh, idea and we kind of kind of roll with it today. Put it on steroids, as as uh, Matt always said. Uh, KD, aka Swaggy P, Jennifer Sully, Darth, below the heavens, as I talked about earlier. Aaron Lewis, Soap Star, Adam, and the many many more coming through. Appreciate you guys being essentially part of the notification game, right? That's what y'all are, part of the notification game. Uh, thank you, John. Appreciate it, man. He says, greetings from Portugal. Oh, my goodness, man. Let me just give a shout-out to all y'all. Let's clap it up. Man, I can't do this without y'all, man. Can't do this without y'all. Y'all are awesome. Real quick before we get into the roundup, did y'all check out that game yesterday or last night, the Ravens-Colts game? That was pretty, pretty good game, you know? I actually came back from that game in my fantasy because of Lamar Jackson. I was 99% to lose at 1% chance to win. I can't stand ESPN fantasy. I, unless you change the point system, I can't stand their point system. And I don't mean to bore you guys with fantasy right quick, but um, yeah, that game was pretty exciting. Lamar Jackson made some history last night, 400-yard performance on 86% completion. That's kind of crazy. You know, when you think about it, Dak has had mad 400-yard games, but 86%. And, and it wasn't like it was clean pockets. My man was moving around, having to run, had to do pretty much everything. Hollywood Brown showed up, right? Hollywood Brown, I thought, was going to be one of those busts, one of those John Ross-type guys. But I think he's I think he's playing well. I think he's looking like, you know, he could be something. Uh, Jennifer says, yuck on Lamar. I do not like him. Why not? I think he's a pretty good player. Um, he's, he's still... I think he's still young as a player, right, as a quarterback. Uh, but once he gets – once he's able to really beat you in the pocket on a consistent basis, he's going to be really, really hard year in, year out to to stop because he can he can run. He can run like a running back. Jacob says, Sky, you should do a fantasy drop. I need help with all these injured players. I used to be so, so hardcore in the fantasy, Jacob. I mean, four, five, six leagues, real bad. But then once I said, you know what, this is what I really want to do, I had to cut down. Last year, I cut down to about three. This year, I'm in I'm in one because I want to put all my energy into this. But it's still fun. I can't give it up completely. I can't give it up completely. Angel says, I lost because of Mark Andrews. 41-point game. Good God. That's not good. All right, guys. Yes, I agree, Jack. ESPN point system is trash. Absolutely trash. All right, let's take out Tuesday. Let's get into the morning roundup. It's time for It's time for the Morning Roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. The Morning Roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. A solution for your fitness goals, whether it be for weight loss, toning up, sports, or stress relief. Our friends over at Texas Family Fitness have everything you need from the state-of-the-art equipment, group classes, experienced professional certified trainers, 
like I said, everything you need for a great fitness experience at an affordable price. I promise you, you'll get your money's worth at Texas Family Fitness. So visit any of the nine locations in the DFW area or TexasFamilyFitness.com and let them know that your boy Skywalker still sent you. And A to Z Sports. Yes, below the heavens. Yahoo Fantasy is dope. And I don't like Sleeper. Just saying. <laughs> All right, first up on the roundup, there was some injury-related news yesterday. Uh, Stephen Jones was on 105.3 The Fan. And he talked about a bunch of these guys. He talked about D-Law, but we know D-Law is not coming back for quite some time. So no need to talk about him. But Dorrance Armstrong was brought up, and they said that D-A could be back during the bye week. So we could see Dorrance Armstrong return, obviously not this week, but during the bye week kind of maybe get some, because they'll practice. I don't think they'll get the whole entire bye week off. They just may not have a heavy bye week practice. So. Let's keep our eyes and ears open during the bye week when D.A. gets back. Because what's that going to do is add to the depth at the defensive end position. Uh, it'll, it'll, it will allow Micah, and we'll get to that in a little bit, to remain at linebacker, which I think he should. I know he can rush the passer, but you can still put him at linebacker and rush him when need be. And we need as much depth as possible. This is a, a game of a war of attrition, right? Of attrition, right? And you need these guys. So getting D.A. DA back will be big, especially because you know he's going to be hungry. You know he's going to be hungry. Jeremy says Golston needs to play more over him. Listen, listen, Jeremy. Uh, I like like Golston, right? He wasn't as present this week, but Dorrance Armstrong was not bad. Like, Dorrance Armstrong was pretty good. He's been pretty pretty decent, you know? He's good depth. I wouldn't give up on him this year. I I actually would play D.A. over Golston more. But I, I, I do like getting Golston involved. We, we need all these guys to be involved. Don't give up on D.A. yet. Don't give up on him. This one kind of concerns me. Though. Neville Gallimore was supposed to be back by now. It was originally a uh, six to eight week or five to eight week injury. And it's now trending towards a 12 to 13 week injury. His elbow's not just quite ready. And, you know, I'm excited to get Neville back to pair with Oso Digizua. And I'm, I'm trying to stay in the present here, but I'm just starting to think ahead. And we always talk, me and Jesse and, uh, and us here, we talk about Wally Pip, right? Wally Pip, Wally Pip. I, I think I think you can start Neville and Osa, and you'll be okay. Um, but if they decide to say no, we're going to go with Dorn, or we're going to roll with Brent Urban. Right, as our base guy, as our starter in base, then there's no way I, can, I I just can't put Neville in over Osa right now, y'all. I mean, I, I watched, I got in the lab yesterday, did the all twenty two study, and we'll talk about uh, offense and defense again. Check out the drive of the game for offense, but defensively, Osa just is different. He's just different. I'm not benching him for Neville. Rotate him. They both can get 30 snaps or whatever, but hmm, I'm concerned. I don't know what's wrong, what's wrong with his elbow. I mean, I'm going to try to, you know, reach out to the people I know and see if we can get a little bit more inside info because uh, Steven didn't really say much. He just said, you know, he's about a month away. Need to get him back. Uh, Tyrone Church, what's up, Church? He said, Tristan Hill, where he at? Remember, he is on the pup list. 
So Tristan cannot come back off the pup list until after six weeks. So you won't see him till after the bye for sure. Um, and then maybe not until a week or two after that, depending on how they want to string him along and getting him back up to speed. But from what I heard from uh, Dave Hellman, he's been out there, you know, on the courts. He's been kind of just getting some work in regards to uh, getting his wind up and whatnot. So, yeah, Tristan, he'll be back, and it'll be good to get him back. I'm I'm excited to get all these guys back because I believe in what one Dan Quinn is doing right now, and that's playing roles. Speaking of which, Dan Quinn, he talked about role-playing, role players, right? And relishing your role. And I really, truly believe that that's what this defense is doing. Now, I'll say this. There are, I am using air quotes here, stars of the defense. When I say stars, I mean the Randy Gregory's, the uh, the Micah Parsons, obviously the Trayvon Diggs, right? kind of call Osa, you know, starting to blossom into a little bit of a star. But no, seriously, there are guys who you're going to count on more than other guys. And those other guys are what I consider role players. And that's, like I said, that's kind of what I want to, where I want to start. I watched, I went back and watched the game, uh, mostly the defense this time. Um, I watched both, but mostly the defense kept my eyes on because there was a specific group of role players that I wanted to, Take a look at, and that was the linebacking group, right? Because the whole Jalen Smith is gone. I want to see how the LVEs, how the Keanu Neals, the Jabril Cox, how did they step up filling in for uh, Jalen Smith? And even, obviously, Micah. I'm going to include Micah here in this breakdown a little bit. Um, but I was very, I wasn't, I want to use words, but I was impressed. You got to take it with a grain of salt because it's the Giants, it's Jason Garrett. There's not a lot going on, but... The linebackers look different. Before I get into linebackers, let me let you guys listen to what Dan Quinn had to say on the first word about playing your role. It was certainly uh, good for us to get three players back. And, uh, you know, with Kiki and Carlos and Bradley and having those guys back in, um, they're able to get back into their roles. And I think... uh, that's one of the things we talked about, you know, as far as a role goes of taking it as far as you can, whatever that role is. And uh, some of those opportunities are different for different people. And uh, I think that's more ways that you can contribute. And now that we're in and you have some roles to go, I think it's a big deal. In fact, I called one of my friends this morning. I was uh, thinking about Udonis Haslam when I was driving in with, and I spoke to Eric Spolster and what made him so special for 20 years um, into this role. He said, well, one, he was probably one of the toughest and meanest defenders in the league, but he also had said he also wants to help everyone be at their best. And I went on to say, like, last year, I think he had played in, like, one game, two points, and gotten thrown out. <laughs> but um, when you talk about respect and, like, their forever captain of what he stands for, I said, there's all sorts of ways that you can impact the team. And uh, that's one of the good parts about being here, you know, with Mike to say you can take it as far as you can. There's no limit about what you can do and where your role can be. And uh, so we just discussed that for a bit and what it can mean and and where you take it from here because we got a lot to work on for sure. And uh, we're going to work our asses off to get there. I just really like this coaching staff. I just really do. I'm really enjoying this coaching staff. Um, I see a couple people in the chat are talking about Donovan Wilson. I'm going to 
paraphrase from my, my good friend here, KD Drummond, Catch This Fade podcast, shameless plug. I produced their show. Go check them out. Uh, he talked about how, and this is the Donovan, I'm, I'm referring to Donovan Wilson and the Kelvin Josephs. You kind of can afford to take your time with those guys. Same thing with Michael Gallup. I saw you guys talking about them too. There's no rush. And the way the schedule is set up with the bye week coming after this week, you, you can afford an extra two weeks of rest for those guys to make sure they're all the way back. Let's be real. Donovan Wilson kind of came back too early, and he re-aggravated the hamstring. And that's or the groin. I can't remember which one. And that's why he's out. Kelvin Joseph, I think what they're saying is, hey, we're, we're getting by. We're 4-1. and one. We're getting by. We don't need to rush you. We're going up against the Daniel Joneses and the Hurts and now Mac Jones coming up. We don't need to rush you. So they can take their time because not only are they getting by with Cedric Wilson and Donovan Wilson and and uh, uh, Anthony Brown and these guys, they're getting plays. They're making plays, right? They're getting, they're not just replacement level players. They're playing above average. And man, that's a bonus. That's a bonus. So, and a lot of that, you know, 788 says DC and OC are fired. Yes, a lot of that is coaching. I'm going to be 100% with you. The coaches are doing a fantastic job putting these players in the best position to win, and then the the, the players are executing at a high level, in my opinion. Uh, Make sure you guys, we're we're, we're getting deep up in the chat. Make sure if you haven't already, do me one favor. It takes two seconds. Hit that like button so we can help continue to grow this thing as we move forward, right? Hit that like button for me and share. Share on Facebook. That's important on Facebook as well, obviously, here on YouTube and Twitter. Make sure you share. If you want to call in and join the conversation, you can with the Paulson Nation hotline, 351-999-3787, 351-999-3787. All right, so let's get, let's get into the, to the role playing, right? I'm going to say this linebacker unit played a very important role against the Giants, or they played well. Let me, let me just say that. They, they played well. And I want to talk about or start off with LVE. Uh, now, this is just going to be a collection of a bunch of a bunch of the linebackers, but I thought LVE played with a little bit more of a purpose. <laughs> you can see there was a little bit more of some pop in his step, right? He he was uh, not happy with his friend, you know, getting cut. But sometimes stuff like that will, will, will light a a spark under your butt, a fire under your butt, and you play a little bit better. Um, so LVE, to me, played with some intent, um, and I need him to bottle that up and bring it with him every week. Keanu Neal in his first game back, to me, was impressive because he really had COVID. He was out for a few weeks, and you can see him kind of flying around and showing some of that pop and athleticism, right? And that's the thing, you know, Sands, Jalen Smith, the linebacker unit, just happened to look more explosive. I'm just saying, more sure of themselves. And this guy right here, Jabril Cox, had a lot to say about that in the goal line. Now, he only played four snaps, but what did we talk about? What did Dan Quinn just talk about? Roll. Know your role. Relish in your role. Take that role and master it. Be in command of it. And while Jabril Cox didn't play a lot of snaps, he played his role to perfection on that goal line. Go listen to his interview. 
He said, I knew it wasn't going to get a lot of snaps, and I knew they were going to try to try me down there. So I was focused. Love to see it. Then LVE. When's a, we haven't seen this from LVE in a while. I mean, he got shot out of a cannon right there. Hit him with the swipe and the wolf. All right, you got your swipe in LVE. That's enough of that. But I just really like how this linebacking group played, man. And and I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Micah Parsons because, I mean, he's not a role player. He's a stud. He's a star. But this dude is just built different. He's built different. I, I joked on on Twitter, my man has ridiculous springs. He His... His twitch is on steroids. He can he can come up and smack you, right? He can come up and smack you as a linebacker, but he can also dip, duck, dodge. You know, he can finesse you and get around you. He can run through you. He can outrun you. He's just special at the linebacker position, in my opinion, in the run game and in the passing game. I don't. I am not with moving him to defense end full time because the things he can do against the run are not. Something to sleep on. He's making an impact there, ladies and gentlemen. I promise you he's making an impact there. I promise you that. Uh, he had eight tackles, six stops, and three quarterback. This is a one game. Eight tackles. Six stops is basically a win for the defense, a negative play for the offense. And three quarterback hits on top of it from the linebacker position. Bobby Belt put out a wonderful stat. He's like one of only two players in the last... Uh, like 25 years or something. I don't want to go too far, but who has 25 tackles, 10 quarterback pressures, uh, at least three QB, at least three sacks and two pass defenses, him and JJ. Watt. That's it. That's it. That's all. So it's very impressive. Very impressive. <clears throat> For those just now joining, we are going over some of the role players or role units. And we're talking about the linebacking group. Although I know Mike is not a role player. I did want to to include him into this linebacking group because he's just he's balling at that position as well. So let's jump into the Pulse of the Nation hotline right quick with my guy Reek. What's up, good brother? What's going on, Sky? Good morning. How you doing? Good morning, man. How are you? I'm cool, man. I'm cool, man. Uh, what's going on, Cowboy Nation? Good morning to everybody in the chat. Uh, like my man Sky said earlier, man, let's get them let's get them likes up and, yeah. and share on Facebook. Like that man asks, you know what I'm saying? I'm tired of seeing 400 people up in this chat, and I ain't seeing <laughs> almost 300 likes. We we paying attention out here, believe that. But uh, but that's besides the point. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to say, uh, LVE has no right to say anything. Uh, he's been playing like the glass man for the last couple of years. He was a first round draft pick, and uh, we expect more out of him. We understand he a little emotional. Uh, uh, he is. About uh, Jalen being gone, but salutes salutes to Jalen. You know he put his time in, he got paid, and but he got paid like a top linebacker. And we all know he's not, but he was a serviceable linebacker, serviceable, uh, serviceable. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was serviceable. Uh, I don't want to say um, serviceable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he he was a decent linebacker. I'm gonna put it like that. You know what I mean? Uh, and he moved on. Cool. But my whole thing is like this, bro. They see the writings on the wall. These young cats, they coming in here, they don't care about your, what you did in the past. It's all about what have you done for me lately around here. If you can't play the part, you got to go sit down or go somewhere else. Ain't lying. Ain't lying. And, and them coaches, and them coaches, and them see it, and Jerry and them is listening to them. It's no more of that uh, Mr. Nice Guy stuff, Jason Garrett Clapboard junk going on here. We got a real, got a real coaching staff, and they're serious. So either you're going to 
do what you got to do out there in the field. We'll move over and let one of these young cats come in and do it because we got some we got some hungry uh we got some hungry wolves in the den. You know what I mean? And I, and I'm glad that it, they putting the fire up under people like LV to play their game, to step their game up. You know what I mean? I, I'm loving that part because I feel like that's gonna be better for us in the long run. You know what I mean? Because um, I really believe by us playing this way, we're playing with a lot of energy. These young cats, they doing their thing. Energy, so yep. by the time some of these, by the time some of these these intra players come back later on, because it's a long season, and I'm not trying to rush anybody back. I want to see people get back when they're healthy and they're ready to rock and roll because the team is already rocking and rolling. And that's just going to be – that just means that we're going to be better and deeper later on because it's a long right. season and it's about to start getting cold. Right. That's a, that's an excellent point. You know what I mean? You, you definitely want to kind of start now to manage, manage, right? Manage your team. Manage your team correctly. And honestly, I believe that the Cowboys have been doing that from day one. I feel like they've been managing these injuries, mm-hmm. managing their players – um, a, a lot better than a lot of these other teams because here's a funny thing. A lot of these fans, a lot of the the media, they like to bring up the injuries for teams that the Cowboys played or or not even the Cowboys that they played. They talk about other teams. but They, they forget. Mm-hmm. They forget how much Dallas has dealt with because Dallas is overcoming them. Remember I told that Panther fan? Honestly, brother, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear anything about your injuries. Your coach, your team, mm-hmm. your organization needs to overcome it. They need to learn how to play through adversity. Dallas may be benefiting benefiting from what happened last year in 2020. It was a disastrous mm-hmm. year due with injuries and things like that. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. And I think the coaching staff, the strength and conditioning coaches, the front office, the players have all learned how to manage that and manage themselves, and it's paying big dividends right now. Dallas is without a ton of important players, and they're still rolling along. Is that Exactly, and that's my thing. Like even with last year, to go back to your your point, last year that like goes down. They the the league didn't let up on us. The media didn't let up on this team. But they go, kept talking about us. But go like li- that practice squad was still back there playing. But go listen to him talk about Daniel Jones going down. They were, ah, well, Daniel Jones went out and Galladay left. Come on, man. You think they're gonna beat the Cowboys even with those dudes? Come on, stop it. No, I can't. I can't say it before the game. I kept telling people before the game. I said Daniel Jones keep running like that. Somebody's gonna clean his clock. Yeah, I said, and we got a lot of young, speedy dudes out here that love to hit. I said, let them keep on with it. And exactly what I said. I said, oh, that's what happened. It's unfortunate because I hate to see anybody get hurt. You know what I mean? Uh, but at the same time, too, it's a part of football. If you want to keep running, you're like your head won't get knocked off. Your head eventually gonna get knocked off. You're not a running back. You're a quarterback, bro. Play my your man, position. Throw the ball. My man, kid. And let's let, let's let's make something clear. Because remember, this is Takeout Tuesday. We're, we're we're basically finishing up leftovers from the game. Let's make something clear. Daniel Jones wasn't doing a goddamn thing anyway prior to him getting hurt. Right? He was having a bad game anyway. And I'm pretty sure they didn't get a, get a chance, as my guy uh, Pat said. He didn't get a chance to use his mobility. The only mobility he used was his escape ability. <laughs> to get away from Randy Gregory. And that's true. He, yeah. They really couldn't utilize him in that fashion. And honestly, right, honestly, I would have been interested to see, okay, you want to run. This was prior to him getting hurt. You want to run, like you said, we got boys that can chase you down. Micah Parsons and Randy Gregory closed on Daniel Jones so fast on I think the first or second possession of the game that he basically should have thrown a pick to, to Trayvon Diggs. He just dropped it a little bit. Um, and then obviously mm-hmm. the goal line play where, uh, uh, Jabril Cox just cleaned his clock. No, you know, sorry he got hurt, but 
That's what happens when you think you're a running back, Daniel Jones, Daniel Two Nichols. You're not. You're not Dak. Yeah, and I and I, and I just want to say this. Uh, these two things. I just want to say this. Osa, Digizua, you don't take him off the field. These dudes are tracking these quarterbacks Damn. and running backs down, like how they own them. Why would you take that out? That'll be a wrong move to even take him off of Gallimore because I ain't never seen Gallimore move like this dude be moving and no. be moving people. Uh, That's wish, one. Hey, number well, number real two. Quick, I'll let huh? you get to your second one. Reek, you got to go watch. I don't even remember which play it was, but just rewatch the game. There's a play, man. Osa, we, we hurled Osa for his pass rushing. He, he can't be moved in a run game one-on-one. My man is so strong. He's just sunning these dudes, standing them up. He's just peeking and shedding. And at an elite level for a rookie, it's 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 wonderful mm-hmm. to see, man. Yeah, man. And, and why would you take that off the field? I, I wouldn't. I don't give a damn. I do not care about people's names and what they did last year or year before. I care about what I see with my own eyes. I see these dudes breaking through the line and they chasing the quarterback. The quarterbacks are running for their lives. You know what I'm saying out Which, here against our defense. That's what I want to see. Else, who else you like? Who else you, you were about to get at? Uh, the uh, he ain't on our team, but he looked like he's gonna be special when he uh, we get a little time. That that wide receiver from the Giants, number eighty nine, oh, yeah. out of Florida. To, 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 he looked like something. I been I was watching him. I'm like, damn, I know he looks scary. I'm like, he's gonna be something. He's got to calm that temper down. But other than that, he gonna he gonna he look like he's gonna be special, man. And yeah. we gonna have to we gonna have to contend with him. You know what I mean? I already mm-hmm. see it, but uh. Other than that, Scott, I really don't have too much. You know, I, I think we got a good thing going right now, and I think we just need to go ahead and just keep on rolling until we got to change it up again. But this right now, I was I just want to get through this next game and get to the bye week, no injuries, and have our people coming back. And yeah. let then after that, after the bye week, let's get ready. Let's roll, man. That's Indeed. it. Hey, That's pre- all I want to do. Appreciate the call, Rick. Always love the energy. All right. All right. Peace. Always brings the energy. We got a super chat from you. Go super chat. Appreciate you. He says for the $5 donation, he says, I love the attitude. I'll show it here too. I love the attitude on defense and how they're not backing down from nobody or offense. Mm -hmm. The attitude on defense is this. And I love it. I love it. I love it. And, I mean, I think there's a lot of people to credit, right? We talk about what role players stood out. Not not just standing out from a Giants game, because that's what we did review, but I truly believe that J. Ron Curse, I don't even like to call him a role player no more, because he's playing like 90-some percent of the snaps. Like, he's not a role player to me anymore. He's, he's that dude. But when they were signed, right, they were, they were signed to be guys to play a role, and you didn't expect them to be, this good, the KZs, Donovan Will, I'm sorry, the uh, J-Ron Curses and things like that, even Malik Hooker. I mean, I think the attitude has changed drastically, and I want to say, if I, I'm not in the locker room, I'm just kind of just guessing here, but it seems like J-Ron Curse is leading that charge in that attitude change back there because KZ, believe it or not, KZ and Curse are the shit talkers. Trayvon, here's the thing about Trayvon. When you watch him, yes, he gets up and he's looking down at the Eagles player, right? Yes, he's, you know, making the mean faces when he gets it, but it's but it's not he's not really talking shit out there. Right? He's kind of I won't call him a silent assassin, but he's letting his play do the talking. 
He's letting his play do the talking. But I think that energy around him. Did you hear what J. Ron said? Go on. He said, man, they can't. He said, they can't with you. They can't with you. And I just think sometimes as a as a as a player, right? Definitely if you've played any sport, you got your boy, right? Or your girl, if you play if you're a female, that that's hyping you up. You're hype man, right? They gassing you up because you need that sometimes. And I think Trayvon being around these dudes, you go watch the games last year, obviously as a rookie. It it was a different type of attitude. This year, that boy playing and, and moving like I'm that dude. And I think it's because he got a pack of wolves around him. A pack of wolves. Uh, the Reaper said, KZ 170, 175 pounds, but he talks a lot of crap. Hey, man, listen, as a as a fellow little guy, <laughs> you got to have that confidence on that field or on that court. You got to have that confidence. You, you can't go out there with, the, your, with your mental being the size that you are, right? You got to, if you're 175 pounds, you got to act like you're 250. You got to act like you Cam Chancellor out there. You know what I mean? And I think that's helped KZ. I love to see it. They call KZ the Mighty Mouse. <laughs> Alpha says, huge test for the offense Sunday going up against the Emperor and his new apprentice. I want to see how he plays this offense. So that's so today, you know, I'm going to get into some of their film work. And tomorrow we'll probably talk about the Patriots for sure. This is just me kind of backed up. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it from a distance. I ain't really worried about their offense. I mean, it's from a distance. Mac Jones is, he wants to talk about dink and dunk. That's dink and dunk right there. They ain't got that many weapons. Obviously, Bill, you know, and um, I forget the OC's guy's name. I, I can't remember his name. Uh, they, they can maybe scheme some things up, but I'm more so worried about how Bill schemes up defensively. You know, Tom Brady kind of struggled, and that, that's not a good Patriots team. It's not a good Patriots team. All right, guys, before we move on to the next part of the show, which is a little game, like I said, do me a favor, hit that like button and share. And if you haven't subscribed, subscribe. We got almost 500 people up in here on YouTube, and Facebook is continuing to grow as well. So thank you, guys. Appreciate you for joining us here on this Cowboys morning show. I'm loving this, man. This is a a beautiful thing. Josh McDaniel. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. All right, before we move on to our Do You Trust game, let me get to the phone line. 505, what it is, what it do? 505, you are live with Sky. Bars. Do you hear me right now, Skywalker? Still, this is Short Dog from Chimaya, from outside of New Mexico, bro. Woo! Yes, sir, I got you now. What's going on? You outside of New Mexico? I'm, I'm, I'm over here outside of New Mexico. I'm Vach's big dog. I'm the street team for Vach. But I just want to call and shout you out and say, hey, you're the youngest doing it, dog. You and Vach are, I, 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 I know I like st- I like law, but it's like you and Vach are the young one-two punch, bro, and you're going to blow up. It's just your channel change names, dog, and everybody knows you're a Skywalker, but your content's legit. You got it unlocked, bro, and you're going to have about 100,000 subs soon, my God. You're, you're, you're the hottest doing it, bro. And I'm calling from the streets, and you can ask watch about me. Dog. I'm certified, and I'm subbing to you, and I'm pushing you. But I just want to let you know, guy, you're doing your thing, bro. Man, I appreciate you, dog. You know what? I know exactly who you are because I, I, I watch Vach's show uh, when I can, and I always listen to when you call. When you do call in, I catch you sometimes. So, man, this is this is big. This is an honor for me. So, <laughs> I appreciate you what? calling in and giving me those praises, brother. 
Yeah, bro. Keep doing you. I got you still. Keep Thank on you. walking, Skywalk. Thank you, bro. Dang. I know what he is. He said he all went to New Mexico, too. I, I wonder if he's around the Albuquerque area. You know what I mean? My guy Heisenberg. If you guys follow Breaking Bad, one of my favorite shows of all time. Heisenberg, one of my favorite characters of all time. I'm just saying, man, I love that show. And if we ever, me and my lady, ever go to New Mexico, we're going to visit that house. Just because. I had dropped a a, uh, a gift yesterday on Twitter for the drive of the game. Again, make sure to go check that out. Where I, I called Kellen Moore Heisenberg. Because there's that famous, he's a, there's a lot of famous scenes, but one of my favorite quotes is when Walt is talking to his wife and he says, do you know who you're talking to? A man knocks at the door and gets shot and you think that of me? I am the one who knocks. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, man, Eisenberg has problem. <laughs> Say my name. God, I love that show. Y'all gonna make me watch that dang on show again, man. Mm. All right, real quick, 571, what's up? 571, we got you. Hello? Yep, what's up? Hey, what's good, bro? I'm calling out of Washington, D.C., man. You know, I watch your show all the time. I think you're doing great things out there. Thank you, You man. know, connecting everybody. Man, I think we've got a good team this year. I know we'll talk past a little bit. But I'll see if we get into um, Jabril Cox a little bit. Sure. I think I think he needs to uh, he needs to get on the field a little bit more. I think I think he could um, use more versatile than Keanu Neal is. You know the thing about Keanu is that I don't think he's you know that great at coverage. <laughs> so just wonder if you could talk a little bit you know about Jabril. See a lot of the fans don't even know who he is. You know he hasn't no. got playing time yet. I'm I'm with you. I'm showing some Jabril Cox highlights from the preseason because he hasn't doesn't have many snaps here in the in the, uh, the regular season. But I'm with you, man. I, I I think getting Jabril Cox more and more snaps is only going to benefit this team. Um, I like Keanu Neal. Don't get me wrong. Like like I still think Keanu Neal needs to have a role in this in this off in this defense. And what you can do on maybe some third down plays and things like that is you can move Micah down if you want to rush him right. And then yeah. you'll have Jabril Cox and Keanu Neal, and, and to me, and I think that's the best. Yeah. I think that's the best setup right there. I think I think Micah is a little undersized to Lil Mac. The way he moves. What about Von Miller? Is, you know what I mean? What about Von Miller? Same thing. Von Miller, Von Miller, Khalil Mack. You know they got the they got the strong upper body, got the long arms. You know what I mean? They could. That's his position. I believe you know they struck gold with him. Uh, as far as Keanu goes, he's he's more like a like a box safety to me than he is a linebacker because his coverage skills is they're just not there. He'll miss, you know. He he won't he won't read the ball right. He he he'll miss in open field. Um, and Jabril, I, mean, I just think his frame. I think his frame is perfect. Just he sit right there in the middle. Sit what six three and a half, you know. And his speed is just impeccable. So if you keep him clean, I think he can make you those tackles around the line of scrimmage. And then in the coverage, you already see. You know, I saw your highlights. You you posted to him. His coverage highlights are they're amazing. Yeah, Jabril Cox is, is, is likely going to be our, our best cover safety sooner than later. Our be- best cover linebacker sooner than later. Probably is now. Uh, but I, I don't I don't I think Keanu is, is doing fine. I, I don't think he's you know making he's not a playmaker at this moment right now because when he was a safety, he was a playmaker because he was coming down with more momentum, right? Um, but let's yeah. not get it twisted though. 
the role that he's playing now is is not super different than he, what he was playing last year. Um, uh-huh. Dan Quinn even had to say this. He said, I had to trick Keanu Neal to think he was playing safety, but he was really playing linebacker. Yeah, 100%. 100% <laughs> so, he's really playing linebacker. Yeah. And they keep switching up the snaps. You know, they give him 30. Uh, they switch him up between him. They got Van Rish in there. Um, I like the rotation. I think they're going to work Cox in there. The thing, um, Dan Quinn, you know, he likes his uh, – he lets his cover guys and his linebacks to be long uh, and tall. And you fast. Know, just like when he built that Legion of Boom up in, in Seattle, you know, when he had Richard Sherman and Brandon Browner, those tall, you know, cornerbacks on the outside. And, you know, they had Cam Chancellor in the back. And I think he's, he's looking to make the same kind of a, a, a defense over here. Yeah. Would you, if you notice what he's doing, especially what he talked about coming into the year, and, and I love seeing him, seeing it come into fruition, right? He said, I want to take what worked in Seattle and what worked in Atlanta and mix it together. And then I also want to take what didn't work in Seattle and didn't work in Atlanta and, and get rid of it. So he's not pigeonholing himself anymore, right? He's not saying, I got to have a 6-4 corner that, that's just kind of a, a – a, can follow the possession receiver. I, I got to have big 6-4, 260 linebackers. Nah, he's mixing it, right? Yeah. He's saying, yeah. he give me a – He still picked him up, though. He yeah. still grabbed him in the draft, though. You know, he still picked up that one six four corner in the draft. That runs a 4-3, <laughs> right? That, yeah. So that's a little – that's the difference. He got him an explosive guy. And then he's also yeah. taking what he did in Atlanta where he, he saw the success he had with those quick, fast linebackers, right? Linebackers. With the, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, Deion yeah. Jones and uh, Devondre yep, Campbell. Yep, yep. Um, and there was a rookie guy they had. So he said, okay, I'm going to take that and I'm going to bring that here, too. Give me Michael Parsons. I'm going I'm to bring Keanu Neal down. I want Jabril Cox. So – He's doing a great 100%. job mixing his philosophies. 100%. But at the same time, you know, the, the, the front office, they did their job. Because I think in the last, like, yeah. like three drafts, they've struck gold, you know. Um, other than, like, one, say, say maybe one pick out of, out of all of them. Like, Taco Charlton, you know, didn't work out how, like, we wanted him to. But other than him, I feel like the last, you know, three drafts, that, they struck gold. And the way they, they, they handled the draft this year, even Dan Quinn coming in, if they didn't have the right players and personnel there, it would just be another shitty season. Dan Dan Quinn, I think, has helped help turn around this year. But, yeah, they, the Cowboys are notoriously great at drafting because I'm just going to say it. Will McClay, uh, Will McClay, he should get a ton of credit for for this. I don't I don't think Stephen Jones would be able to do this or, or Jerry Jones. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're crushing the draft. Bro. And they don't get enough credit. They don't get enough credit. You know, I think I feel like uh, um, Mike McCarthy, you know, he's, He's he's a great head coach. I don't think he gets enough credit too. Um, everybody jumping straight to Kellen Moore, which is good because what Kellen Moore is doing, you know, we haven't had an offensive coordinator work like that in the past what ten years now. Yeah. You know, um, and I like how he's 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 playing game plan to game plan. He's not going into a game saying we're just going to run it. You know, like when we started out the season, he threw it what fifty eight times against Tom Brady. That was his game plan against Tom Brady. That yeah. that's what he felt like gave us the best chance to win that game. And, you know, and they're, so like and they're adapting in game, game too. I love how they're adapting exactly. in game. And that's it's beautiful to see, man. It's beautiful. Exactly, man. I know. I know you got other calls waiting, bro. I'm not gonna hold up your time. Thanks for taking my call, bro. Oh, pre- great call. Like, what, what's your what's your day. what's your name on um on on is your YouTube? Uh, you watching me? H H H A S H I M. H A S. Say again. H A S H I M. All right, cool, man. I'm, I'm going to put you down here so I can know that you call in. Great call, man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. Bye. Yeah, I, I, I truly believe this front office is – well, <laughs> Will McClay. I'll go there. I know I should probably give Steven some credit, but yeah, he got he to do some more for me. I'm hard on Steven Jones. Hard on Steven Jones. All right, y'all. Let's jump to the next segment of the show. 
and play a little game. Gonna play a little game. See if see how you like it. What we're gonna do is I'm gonna ask a question. Do you trust? And I'm going to name a player. Um, and then we'll read off if you trust these guys. Simple yes or no, and we'll get into uh, that said player moving forward. And most of these guys are role players. And I wanted to bring these guys up because some of them may be relied upon for the rest of the year. Some of them may be relied upon in the future. Some of some of them are starters. That you're a little, you're like, I don't know, man. Should we should we replace them? Should we replace them? So we're gonna do. Do you trust? And we're gonna start off with one Anthony Brown. <laughs> one. Anthony Brown, and I play that because I know how much he. You know, I, I know, I know, I know how I know. I know AB gets a lot of flack. I give him some flack too, you know. But I, I love, I, I love the way he's playing. So, do you trust Anthony Brown? Let's go big picture with Anthony Brown. AB right now has forty four targets, twenty six receptions allowed on him, two interceptions, two pass breakups. Pretty damn good. Interceptions, a touchdown to pick six last week, but here's the caveat he's allowed 388 yards, which is the most in the NFL. Interesting enough, Keanu or not Keanu, he's the most targeted defensive back in the NFL. Trayvon Diggs is the fourth most targeted defensive back in the NFL which is silly to me, but that makes you wonder, right? It makes you think, why is that the case? I understand Anthony Brown is looked at as the mouse in the house every week. As long as he continues to keep doing this, I'm cool with it. But you, I think it's mostly because the Cowboys are playing ahead. Because it, it doesn't make sense that Trayvon Diggs is the fourth most targeted cornerback. It, it makes no sense. He, he's too good for you to continue to go after him, but at, you can't avoid him all game, especially when you're having to play catch-up. What did we talk about? We talked about the offense uh, uh, the offense putting pressure on the defense. They're really putting pressure on the passing game. Teams just can't afford to stick to the ground game because they know we keep playing this slow, methodical game. Dallas, will, next thing you know, they're up 14, 17. Now you got to throw. So, do you trust Anthony Brown? Let's get into the chat. Uh, Sadiqa says, I trust him. Daniel says you love to see it. B Bird says no. Jacob says yes. Crumb says no, but he isn't as bad as people make him out. Jeremy says no. Tariq says no. MD says hell no. Paul says AB is who he is, but he is starting to make plays. Yes, he is. He's playing better, but I still want boss man. And that's the other thing, right? That's the other thing. When you ask, do you trust him? What's your backup plan? Because if you don't have a backup plan, it doesn't matter if you trust him, he's going to play. Well, the backup plan is a second-round pick. It's Calvin Joseph, who's likely not going to play until after the bye. But we're all waiting and excited to kind of see him. But if he comes out next week and Anthony Brown does good again, like your confidence has to continue to grow on him. If you ask Skywalk, do you trust Anthony Brown? I trust him as far as I can see him, right? Isn't that the same? I trust them as far as I can see. I'm not 100% trusting AB, but I am gaining more trust with the way he's playing. As crazy as this sounds, if you're into PFF grades, and I'll say this phrase again, 
He's the seventh ranked cornerback. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, for him to be targeted most in the league, he's only given up fifty nine percent completion rate. But again, here's another caveat. All the big plays that are happening each week are usually happening on Anthony. Forty seven yards week one, only a twenty four yarder in week two. The act, the big play actually was on. Um, that week, Keenan Allen against Trayvon Diggs, 55 yards in week uh, three, 48, 38 yards last week. So the, the big plays are happening on AB. Elijah says, yes, cash, no, ML, no. Reek says we could replace him next year for sure. Frost says, AB's touchdown celebration said everything. Are you talking about when he went like this? You know he's listening, man. He's definitely, he, he know what's going on. Uh, Benji, Ben said, no. Drummer says no. Somewhat says fresh. AB's been playing more confident. Parker, no. Tino, no. A lot of no's. A few yeses. I think the no's are, are, are predominantly winning here. But, yeah, I, I I trust him as far as I can see him is where I'm going to go with that. MD says better QBs are going to pick him apart. I mean, sure. I mean, it's a passing league. QBs are going to get theirs, right? Better QBs are going to get theirs for sure. Tom Brady is a different animal. He knew it. Anthony Brown against Antonio Brown is a mismatch. Point blank, period. Uh, but look at the schedule. It's not too many great quarterbacks. Yeah. You got Patty, we know. Kirk Cousins? Playing good ball. He's playing good ball. But something about Kirk Cousins that just doesn't scare me. I respect it, but it doesn't scare me. Um, Derek Carr, is he's a strange quarterback. I mean, he's not bad, but I mean... Whatever. Um, Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah. Kyler, Kyler could get him. Other than that, maybe mess around and have five interceptions this year. Real rap. He mess around and have five interceptions. Yes, Bucks Skull Gang ask, are the phone lines open? They are. 351-999-3787. Uh, as we continue to go down this do you trust game list, let me get back into the phone lines. And let me just say this right quick because I got my guy, the old hit on here. Oh, hey, listen, oh, hey. I bust your balls a little bit yesterday about you bringing up the Dak stuff. And and and, and I listen, dude, take no harm into that, my man. Lay you to death. I appreciate you calling in and all the kind words. But that energy, ooh, that energy got me to heebie-jeebies yesterday. Oh, hey, what's up, man? Hey, my feelings weren't hurt, but, you know, you're talking exactly what I was trying to talk about yesterday, and I think maybe it was misunderstood because it sounded negativity on a Monday, and I get it. I understand, and and um, what I was trying to say is what you're going through right now, and that is, you know, the role players, the, it, it's, the word is depth, and that's what I was trying to talk about yesterday, but when I brought up having a viable backup for Dak, you – you kind of freaked on me a little bit because you thought I was fixing to get negative. And what I was trying to point out was that, you know, we saw the value of a backup quarterback Sunday when Glennon came in as somebody that we could have had, but we didn't, you know, you, one of those you, Jerry things. Before you thought Glennon was, you thought he was good? Take over. <clears throat> but with Anthony Brown, you, you, you've seen the names in the ring of honor, haven't you, Will? Yes. I mean, you've seen those names, but a lot of people don't know anything about Cornell Green or why he was so valuable to the Cowboys. This is a guy that School was us. a perennial, kind of like Don Bishop, only a little bit younger. Um, he was a perennial all-pro at corner 
And when he lost a step or started to lose a step and Landry saw that he was fixing to have to replace him, Landry said, look, you got two choices. You can either go ahead and, you know, go, or you can let me transition you to safety and use your knowledge and your, and your speed that he still had a little of. And, but mainly the knowledge and the leadership put him in at safety to where you basically have in a standard set, you basically would have three corners out there. And this was before the slot. Gotcha. So what, was a big deal now. So what, what, but, what's the correlation with AB and 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 the whole? Well, thing? I'm saying that for right now, AB is playing a role because you know Bossman is 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 hurt. Nation hadn't really. I don't know if if you would agree or not that he's not really showing yet what they were hoping that he would grow into, and it may take him a little a little longer. Uh, you know, he's tall, he's lanky. He's kind of light. He needs to put some weight on, but uh, I think Anthony will will work. Nishan Wright, um, but I think that uh, Anthony will work for a while as a as a corner until some of the youngsters that were drafted to replace him finally get there. But I think before we write him off, the same way that you don't want to write a player off just because he's injured, Landry always had a rule that you know. If you get beat out by another player, that's one thing, but but injury will not cause you to lose your lose your starting role. Um, you always get a chance to come yeah. back and reclaim it. Doesn't that dep- it should depend, in my opinion, on the player though. Well, that's true, but Landry had some hard and fast rules, and this is this yeah. is old school. I realized, yeah. and it's it's uh, it was it was Landry versus Jimmy Johnson versus whoever came behind him, but. Uh, as as long as he felt like now it's it's the old thing about who somebody falling asleep in a meeting and Jimmy Johnson firing them right there. But if it was Troy Aikman, he'd quietly say, "Hey Troy, so, you want to wake up and join us?" Let me ask you this real um, quick. It, let me ask you this about depends Anthony, on who you are about Anthony Brown because we're going down the injury rabbit hole again. So let's say he's healthy because we're not talking about injuries. What, what do you do when when Kelvin Joseph comes back? From from um, his injury, what do you do with if AB a man comes in and if he legitimately beats him out, and it's not injury related, if a player comes in and takes his job, you got to put the best no, team on the field. No, no, no. I hear that. I'm I'm asking you, what do you do? Like Kelvin Joseph is going to be back. Anthony Brown's playing pretty decent. How do you handle that situation? What do you do? Do you do you you I bench just, AB? What I just said, if if he's going to be back. Yeah. Then once he starts playing on the field, you work him into a rotation. That's not what you said, though. You, you, that's not what you said. You said if he beats him out. I'm not asking if he beats him out. I'm asking what do you do right now? You rotate them? Do you say, hey, young fella, do you just sit on the bench? Anthony Brown's playing well, or do you if just he, flat out say, Kelvin Wright, Kelvin Joseph, you're in there right now? Is he if he's is he healthy? Does he have a does he have a legitimate way of? Playing and and giving the man competition for the job. Kelvin Kelvin Joseph you know, comes back healthy. What you do? Kelvin Joseph coming back healthy. He's still going to have to show okay. that right. he's better on the so field. So you, you keep rolling with AB until proven otherwise. I wouldn't I wouldn't automatically kick a guy off the field until somebody shows on the field that he's a better player. I don't disagree. I don't we necessarily don't disagree that, with that. We don't know that boss man is going to come in and beat him out. Nope. We're we're assuming that he will because of the draft pick status, et cetera. But we haven't seen yet that 
that he's going to take the, that he can take the man's job. Right. If he comes in and legitimately takes the job, and you, the, the coach is going to know that by what he does on the practice field, by working him into some of the rotations on the field during a game or whatever. He's going to have to come in and and show, just the same way that if you or I were playing, I, I, and I'm the veteran and you're the youngster coming in, you come in and you play better than I do. No, I, I hear you. There's no reason. I, you know, I mean, he's got to he's got to show that he's going to take the job. Otherwise, correct. you're giving, you're assuming that he's going to be a better player, but 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 you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, the way Anthony uh, Brown's playing, I I would not bench him at this moment. If Anthony Brown go, you know, just I, tanks it, then yeah. But you, you really don't have anybody to bench him for. Oh, yet. sure you do. Sure you do. Yeah, Who Calvin, are you going to put in his place? Calvin Joseph. When he get that, that, that was what I'm saying. When oh, Calvin wait, jo- wait, 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 wait. That's my point. That's my point. Uh, I'm not. Um, I'm not disagreeing with you. We're, we're, we're you don't, 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 you, don't uh, you don't you don't have him you don't have the man in your hand he's not he's not ready to put in there and until we see what he can do I, when he's healthy I listen we're, we're you're, you you're taking you a conversation a totally different direction the question was with him healthy with AB playing right now when he comes back you answered that question appreciate that so I'm agreeing with you I'm saying I would not bench AB with the way he's playing. When Kelvin Joseph gets back, unless A.B. plays badly, there's no reason to take him out until unless he plays real bad. And you do have somebody behind him. His name is Kelvin Joseph. Even if he hasn't played, that's who you put in because he has the talent to do it. Now you got to get him the reps. Well, but if you don't give him the reps, you're going not going to know if you can do it or not. You still got to – you still got to – you know, he still got to show on the field that he can beat him out. Absolutely, but until but, he's healthy. But OG, let me get to the. That. I hear you, but let me get to some more callers, man. Okay, just think about depth. That's what I was trying to say yesterday. Is that? Yeah, but you brought guys, up you, you brought up injury. Back. You talked about Dak getting hurt and everything for for no reason at all. Like the quarterback position, yeah. you can't do anything about it. That was a conversation in the off season. That's why I didn't understand that conversation. You know what I mean? I, I can explain it better, but it's when, it'll be when the when that topic is what you're talking about. I hope it's not. not I don't. Need, not there's no need to, to talk because that's the quarterback I'm position, right? You're not. You're not rotating hurt. quarterback. I know you're not wishing anyone gets hurt. I'm. I'm kind of speaking tongue in cheek. Like, why are we speaking Dak Prescott injury into the atmosphere? Like well, I, that, that seemed kind of out of nowhere, say. right? I didn't. I didn't come. Well, because Mike Glennon came in for an injured quarterback. Oh, Mike Glennon was a bum. Yes, two days ago, he, he, he was trash. I don't want Mike Glennon. You don't you don't think he played fairly well for a no. backup quarterback, brother? Well, Mike, Mike. I think that if if Mike Glennon was somebody we could have had our hands on as a backup, to it, rather it than having to having to risk everything on Cooper Rush. But again, I'm not I I didn't call to talk about that from yesterday because that was you know we you were on I a different you, topic. We, I hear you. I hear you. Let's get to some more callers though, man. I appreciate your hit. All right, be good, brother. I'll talk to, talk to you later. You too. Uh, let's get four six nine. What it is? What it do? Hey, Scott Walker. This is Scott Nature. Uh, you might know me by Lashandra Johnson. Yeah, I saw I saw the Shundra Johnson pop up, but I was like, last time this caller called, it wasn't a woman, so I'm not going to say how you doing, Miss. I'm gonna wait till that person calls it. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to first say that you got one of the best shows out. Thanks, you. Sir. know what I'm saying? I love it when you and Law Nation 
and uh, Vot, especially your boy Vot. I love it when y'all get together. And then uh, with Jesse Holly now. Yes, sir. Oh, you really beast and represent. <laughs> Thank so, you, man. Um, much love, first of all. Thank you. And um, I think that Steel really needs to um, stay where he is so he can get that experience, a full year experience, and put uh, put Lyle Collins at left guard, give a little bit more strength, a little bit more push in the middle. Um, because we do, when we do run in the middle and we had that push behind it, we go. And all you got to do is get Zeke past that line and nobody's going to stop him. How, how funny he is gonna, this? He's going to run over. He's going to run everybody over. How interesting is this? I find this very interesting. This is a great segue. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to go into it. I'm, I'm going to talk about that when we're done with the phone call. So get your point across and I'm going to talk about that when you're done, bro. All right. Um, another another thing I wanted to share is when Donovan Wilson come back, I liked him. He's played free safety before. He, I was like, I was the one that was always with my with my girl, always saying put him in, even when he was got three interceptions in the preseason. Yeah. So I think I really think he could play that free safety position, bring that heat that we need when he get tired or whatever. Yeah, Dono Dono has versatility. He absolutely does have versatility. Right now, I think the safety rotation is beautiful, but I like I like him to play a little bit of that rover, right? Like, yes, he could play in that back middle, but I kind of want him roving around. Let him kind of play star. Hey, you blitz if you see it, you go. If not, you 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 send a message if somebody comes across that middle. I I, I like Dono in that role a little bit. But then that would have to then you would have to really take um. Uh, curse off the field. Nope, nope and I don't want. I nope. want the best eleven. No, you don't. Here's what you do: you go big nickel, big dime. You bring Curse down to play oh, the yeah, slot, right. and then you put Donovan Wilson and KZ back there, or Donovan Wilson and Hooker. And now you got, you know, Kate. You got Curse with either Keanu Neal or Micah Parsons or Jabril Cox, and then you have um, what we talk about: Donovan Wilson and KZ at the top. So you, there's a lot that Dan Quinn can do with these chess pieces, man. And one last thing I want to say is when you have Anthony Brown as your worst worst player on your defense, you really got a great problem. Ooh, I'm glad you went there. I kind of like that. I like that. Yeah, that's kind of true right now. That's true. Like, and I think Cox need more of Leighton Van I seen Leighton Van Der crying on TV. And I really think they need to go ahead and uh, cut ties and give it to Cox because uh, that speed that speed kicked in when we needed it. It did. It did. Concussions. I, think, I just want bodies this year. That's all I want. I think. I think we. I think you can get a nice uh, rotation. I think he'll get more. He'll get more reps as we move forward. He'll get more reps. But I ain't gonna waste your time like other people. I'm gonna get up out here. I love you so, so much. I love you, all y'all Dallas who represent Dallas. We've been needing this forever. Keep it going, and you might see me one day. So, uh, Skywalker to Sky Nature, what's up? Triple D's up. My man, appreciate it, though. Let, let me uh, – we're on a bad road here, my guy. Oh, yeah. I, I Listen, I get what you're saying. I got to clarify this because this, this conversation – 
we basically agreed with the AB thing. I don't know why there was a weird thing going on there. But the, the, the other thing, the problem I have is why are we having that conversation now? I'm not sure if you were around for this show back in July and August and the beginning of September. We had that conversation at nauseum. So maybe you missed it. And maybe that's why I'm a little annoyed. Like, why do we have to talk about this? Because we talked about this ad nauseum with the quarterback position and the backup. It's done. It's over. You can't go out and get a quarterback right now in free agency that's going to save your season if that goes down for the season. Goes down for one or two games, you can get by with Cooper Rush. It's one or two games. You got enough talent. And with that, I'm blowing up that conversation. Don't want to hear about it anymore. All right, let's move on to the next part of Do You Trust? And the caller kind of segued it nice, segued nice to it with it. And it's Terrence Steele. Do you trust one Terrence Steele? Let's get into the chat. Uh, into the chat. Do you trust Terrence Steele, my third cousin? Nah, I ain't my third. My second cousin. You know what? That's just cuz right now. I, I can't be mad at Terrence Steele. That's just cuz right now. I, I think Terrence is playing well. He's playing well. And let me see what y'all got to say. Jeremy says yes. Mr. Wilkes, yes. Parker, yes. Drummer, yes. Shane says, not at all. Shane, oh, my bad, y'all. Shane, I think you might want to take another look at one Terrence Steele, man. I I think he's playing pretty good. Aaron says, yes. Nick, yes. Antoine, my guy, Oakford says, yes. Jennifer says, not completely. Miss Sheila says yes. Terrence over on Facebook says yes. MLB or ML Bro says yes. Jacob, yes. Benny, yes. B Bird, yes, yes, yes. Daniel Bryan Styles. So he's going. Yes. 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 I'm I'm I trust him. I cannot believe I'm saying this. I'm I trust Terrence Steele. Nisi says uh yes, I finally can. Jordan Frost says 99.9%, 1% are the extracurricular flags. I actually, and then I'm going to talk about that too. He's only been penalized twice this year, and both of them happened last week, which is crazy to me. It's crazy to me. And the one I'm not even mad at because that showed a little bit like, yo, get off my mans, you know? Get off him. I don't mind that because last year when Dalton got knocked out the game, nobody came for his aid. Um, and yeah, so Eduardo brings this up, move Terrence Steele to, to, to keep Terrence Steele at tackle, move Gallons to guard. So that's what I want to talk about real quick though, about Terrence Steele, zero sacks allowed this year, six pressures, only six pressures on the season. He's really good in the run game this year. Y'all he's, he's done really well in the run game this year. He's uh if you're into PFF grade, 75 overall run grade, which is 11th in the NFL. And I talked about the two penalties he had, both occurred last week. So, occurred last week. So, he's playing well, and I love to see it. Here's the thing, though, about the Lyle Collins moving him to guard. It, I still believe you put Lyle Collins at right tackle. I'm all for that, and we're going to talk about it later. I find it very interesting that 
were trying to throw Connor Williams off the bench. He he's he's a he's can be frustrating, but if you're in a PFF grades, he's also a top fifteen guard. But it is what it is. I'm at the point though now after five games, it's not Connor I'm worried about, right? Like I'm worried about Tyler Biotish. I'm worried about Tyler Biotish, and here's an interesting nugget that Stevie brought up to me. Suggestion. He said, "Well, what about?" Because we think that, and, and I don't want to get to Tyler, but you know what? Right now, let's let's move over, right? Let's move over. Do you trust Tyler Biotish? Do you trust Tyler Biotish? And right now, I say no. I don't trust Tyler Biotish. He's given up 11 pressures this year. He's struggling with the snaps. And then you got the Connor McGovern situation just kind of bubbling and bubbling and bubbling. And Coach came out and said, Man, we're, we're working Connor in at center. He's doing well. We're excited about it. So keep your ears and eyes open in in, um, in the bye week if there's a switch. Because you usually make those switches when you have extra time to prep. So my thing is, okay, I'm a, I can live with, I can get by with. Connor's playing well enough. Again, we know there's those two or three plays where it looks like, oh, my God, Connor McGovern sucks or Connor Williams sucks. But for the most part, Connor Williams is fine. Yes, he does need to be looked at as a replacement for the future. So what about this? Do you do you try to work in Tyler Biotish in practice at the guard spot as a swing guard and, and hope that Connor McGovern can overtake that center spot? Because I think you won't have as many power issues with Connor McGovern at center. And what Stevie Mack was saying was if you put if you give Biotish maybe some guard reps, maybe that lessens the load mentally because he's struggling with having to do multiple things at the center position. It's an interesting thought process because Williams is out the door next year. They're not going to resign him and you need a replacement. If it's not going to be McGovern, maybe it can be Biotish. So do you trust Tyler Biotish one? And what do you think about him potentially being a guard instead? Uh, A lot of no's. Drummer Cam says yes. Connor is a terrible center. No, we're we're talking about Tyler Biotis at center and possibly Connor McGovern taking over. Michael says he does. He does trust him. Um, Daniel, no. Drummer, yes. Parker, no, 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 no. A lot of no's. Overwhelming no's. We bird, no. A lot of overwhelming no's. Grant says start McGovern at center. Do we trust Coach G? Uh, very shaky, says Roderick. Hell no. So a lot of no's. And I'm with you. I don't trust him right now. That doesn't mean he can't be better. That doesn't mean I'm not rooting for him to be better. We're talking about right now. And do you, and, and moving forward, do you trust him? I don't. I don't. Steve says Connor is small. I guess you're talking about Williams because McGovern is not a little dude. Uh, that's the thing, right? We got to start using last names with these Connors. So... We trust Terrence for the most part. We're kind of borderline with AB. We don't trust Tyler Biotish. Another person, you know what? Before I get into this next one, let me take a call, and then we'll, we'll bring it all back because it's a lot of offensive line related. Uh, let me get nine seven two. Let me get now. Oh, wait, let me get you back. Let me get you back. There you go. Nine seven two. What it? What it is? What it do? Yo, good morning, uh, Skywalker. My name is Carlos from Dallas. How you doing? I'm good, man. Man, hope hope you're doing great. Uh, you're Thank doing you. great things, guy. Keep doing, keep grinding, man. Thank you. Hope you make it to the Cal- Dallas Cowboy Nation one day officially. 
you know, so Stephen Jones could cut you up a good check. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, I will play. I will play. Hey, hey, that's the goal, right? Hey, so Jabril Cox making that play in that goal line. Let's be honest, Jalen would not may have would not have made that play. It would have taken him two seconds to make that turbo kick in. You know, <laughs> so Jabril Cox, you know, he's he's good. You know, so you know the cartoon characters where where they get the running back, and then they take off. That's Jalen Smith. <laughs> yeah, but hey, but praise to Daniel Jones and Barkley. I wish no injuries to no one. And uh, we don't, and we don't know how much a career can change for it. Uh, Barkley hasn't been able to catch a break. So prayers yes. to him. Um, so that's why Dak is doing amazing. Um, he's buried that injury. So I don't know why we're talking about it, and us as fans are not even talking about it at all. I'm Southern, so it's like having a barbecue kicked out without taking the barbecue grill grill master out. You know, <laughs> like Dak. Is our grill master? He adds all types of seasoning and meat on that meal. You know, like that. you want ribs, he got it. You got chicken, he got it. You want brisket, you got. It. You know, hey, hit me with that. Hit me, hit me with that song, man. Oh, you, you, you mean? Yeah, that's this offense. Exactly, man. So that's what Dak is. So I don't know why we're talking about him coming out. And we want that Super Bowl run. Dak is primary reason how we're going to get there. Yeah. So that's all. Hey, so let's not talk about that. Anymore. I'm with you. So, but, uh, first and second point is like this turnovers and debt battle all started in training camp in Oxnard. From what I can, uh, for, if, if I can remember, Trayvon Diggs um, and everyone, what they're doing is not a fluke. You know, they've been doing them since I think Oxnard, if I remember, like they were, picking Dak off, even Dak realizing training camp, like, man, this defense is going to be something special. You know that saying, iron sharpens iron. Yes. I think they think Cowboys have been doing this tremendously. So you got to give credit to that coaching staff. Um, number two tons is... Of, um, tons of it. Number two is, like, um, Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn have been in their bag, man. The coverages, they've been throwing at the, at the opponents. Far part... Far far to none, you know, like they've been able to confuse Justin Herbert, Daniel Jones. Of course, these are, I mean, if we want to talk about the good teams we beat, I guess you can only say the Chargers. Yeah, but, but when I, we were able to beat to, exactly. to the Chargers, I mean, we should be contenders like top five in the NFL, you know? That's, and I'll give them credit for how they played against the Bucks. There's no moral victories, but I mean, would you rather them go out there and lose like they lost, or would you rather them go out there and get blown the hell out? Right, like that was a great opening uh, statement to the NFL. Like we're not here to mess around. Just let's be real. The Cowboys have not had a bad game all year. They're one of 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 own, one of own. Let me see, three or four teams that can say that they haven't had a bad game. Yep, and I'll say uh, for Anthony Brown. I mean, we're all going to get our answer these coming weeks. You can. I don't know if they're going to. I don't know if the money's on or anything. I think there's like a money bet if. If there's gonna if they're gonna target Trayvon Diggs in the next game, I'm gonna say no because Belichick I already seen the tape and I'm promise you, uh, son, uh, you see Diggs over there. Uh, <laughs> uh, you do, you do not the one don't throw that way, okay, son. All right, all right, son. Uh, if you throw that way, uh, we're gonna uh, I'm gonna have a good talk with you. All right, <laughs> you know you know Belichick. <laughs> I love it. I so love you it. You know that. Oh man! So I can promise you, Diggs is Cooper said it right in that in that in that bite. Man, you better get them now. Why? They ain't going to throw to you. 
and he's guaranteed. Right. So Anthony Brown is going to get tested these coming weeks, he's so we're all going to get our answers. He's but been, I'll say for the most yards, uh, I saw a comment. I don't know if those are during garbage time or those are just, you know, like him getting beat one-on-one without safety help. That scares the you know out of me. I ain't going to lie. You're talking him about one on one without, Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> him one-on-one without safety help scares the out of me. I ain't going to lie, man. I know. I know it's uh, it's one of those things, man, because he's had reps where he's run very well with the with the wide receivers deep. Um, I almost besides AB uh, Antonio Brown, I'd almost rather I'd almost rather him. Obviously, I say this a lot. Play with the play in front of him. He's played better in man coverage deep, but that don't mean I want to see it. Yep, and that's it, man. Uh, and I guess my last point is, hey. Whoever we're going to go against, we're going to run, hit, and talk. Woo! Great call, man. Appreciate the dog. I love a call. I love a call. Um, yeah, I don't want to see AB one-on-one deep. He's played better. He's played it better. So there's that. He's played it better. Um, His impressions of uh, Bill Belichick. That was funny. Yeah, I bet you if you throw a couple picks to Trayvon Diggs, they're going to be on to Brian Hoyer or whoever the hell the backup quarterback is. But so let's get back into Do You Trust? Then I'm going to get to 813. So the next one and the final one is Do You Trust One Lyle Collins? And I got to bring up Lyle Collins because the callers and a few callers and a few people in the chat are talking about, you know, moving him to guard and things like that. I don't think that's the answer. And here's why I find it interesting with, about the move to Lyle Collins to guard. If it happens, like, are we going to be upset? No, I mean, Steele's playing well enough, and that's fine. I think Collins can be better, way better. Uh, but the Cowboys are rushing for over 200-something yards. Three straight games in a row. What's the, you know... What's the advantage? Like, what, what, what is Connor doing so wrong that he needs to be benched if he's helping that out? So, here's the thing. Biotish is the weak link. I think we need to transfer our energy that we have for Connor Williams. We know Connor Williams is not the future. To Biotish. <laughs> and I know there's Biotish, there's Biotish fans and things like that, but he seems to be the weak, the weak link to me. I like to have my bookends rock solid and I think Collins is great in running great in the pass game now now if he comes back and he plays terrible then yeah you know you move you move along but and and then you got a great swing a really good swing not to say great really good swing right now in Terrence Steele but Tyler's the one I I wouldn't move him to guard because he's a right tackle he's a top five right tackle when he's healthy and playing that's what Lyle Collins is I can't say he's a top five left guard. Let's not get it twisted. Everyone loved the the highlight plays when he was a rookie at guard. He wasn't a top five left guard. He wasn't wasn't a pro bowl left guard. He wasn't an elite left guard. He was okay with highlight plays, and I I was a rookie. Hadn't played it since 2016, I'm just saying. So I put him back where he belongs, and then I look maybe to shake up the center position and let's rock out. And let's rock out. But as for trusting Lyle Collins moving forward, I thought this would be an interesting one for you guys because it's not necessarily his play, right? It's, hey, he got hurt with his hip. Hey, he's been suspended. Do I trust him? 
Edgar, you are tripping, tripping, Edgar. Let's not get it twisted, brother. Let's not get it twisted. Just because Terrence Steele is playing well in the ground game does not mean he's a better run blocker than Lyle Collins. Lyle Collins is an absolute mauler. An absolute mauler at, at, as a run blocker. Right? Let's let's see. This is one of those cases of, you know, what have you done for me lately, right? Like this this out of sight, out of mind. Forget what Lyle can do out there. I'm just saying. But a, a lot of no. So B Bird says no. He's missed 20 games the last two seasons. Benny says kind of no. Sheila says yes. Will Anthony says yes. Alexis on Facebook says he's selfish. Uh, Grant says yes on Lyle. Yes, drummer. I like this one, Stevie. This is great. Stevie says yes on the field. No off the field. Same thing with Frost. Yes on the field. Yes, AB. Yes, Paul on the field. <laughs> so there's like a there's like a two. Can I get that right? Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Somebody said not in court. I don't trust him. Yeah, did y'all see the court documents? Oof. Doesn't look too good for him to get that overturned to get his money back. This is a tricky one. I trust him on the field. But what's happening off the field is very concerning. Very concerning. And then the injury. I mean, technically, the injury that sidelined him did not happen on the field. Now, the car accident is a car accident because I think that's what really pushed that. But this is a tricky one, man. This is a uh, a big, fat N.A. for me right now. Not available. I'm not, I ain't got an answer for y'all. Y'all can kill me for it if you want. I trust him on the field, but if I don't trust him off the field, then that leaves me with a, I don't know yet. I don't know. Can he come back and play? He hasn't played. Can he come back and play? Consistently. I got to see it. Um, Mr. Wilkins says Steel's on fire. I don't know what to do. Is it? He is making he's making this conversation more and more interesting. This conversation got had after Joey Bosa game, and I'm like, "What you doing?" No. Then the next week, it was like, "No." This week, I'm like, "No," but it's like, "No." But if Lyell comes back and he's trash, you move on with Steel. If Lyell comes back and he's in and out of the off, you move on with Steel. So it's it's a very interesting and fun conversation to have, and a good one. It's a good problem to have. Uh, 813, let me get you in here. What you got for the show? Hello. What you got, 813? Man, what's up, man? This is Eric. Remember, I was there a couple couple weeks ago. What's up, man? Yeah. yeah I'm doing good, bro. How about you? I'm doing great. What's great show today. What's, what's your thoughts on the power rankings? Power rankings? You really want to know my thoughts on power rankings? Did you, did you, see, you see them yet? No, but 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 my thoughts on power rankings is I don't give a damn about power rankings because they're they're mostly for clickbait, right? Um, I like I I would rather them do like tier rankings, you know. I like that better than power rankings because it's like oh someone was six last week now they're seven or five. What does that really mean? Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it's like the it's like the Cowboys went from six to four this week. Bucks went from from two to three. The Cardinals went from two to one, went from one to two. Now the Bills went from three all the way to one. See, yeah, yeah power rankings is strange to me. But t- if if you yeah. if, if you tiered yeah. it, I think that I think the Cowboys belong in that top tier of the league yeah. right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what you talked on this John Gruden thing last night? Do you think the Bucks should remove him from the Ring of Honor? Oh, I didn't think about removing him from the Ring of Honor. That didn't even come come to my mind. Hmm, interesting. That's very interesting. Uh, I don't know if they do, but I think 
I don't know if I don't know if they if they should, but I think the Raiders did the right thing. I think the John the John Gruden thing is an embarrassment to the league, and honestly, it may it, it may he may just be taking a bullet here. Honestly, he may be taking the bullet. I think, think this might be a lot bigger than just John Gruden, but John Gruden has the name and he's just a head coach, so it's easy to throw that out there, fire him, and keep it moving. But well, I think there's a bigger problem. He didn't get, there. He didn't, he didn't get fired. He, he, he resigned. He, let, me, let me use these air quotes because you can't see me. He resigned with air quotes. <laughs> Do you think the Bucks should remove him as the. Do you think he should lose his ring now? Do you think he should lose his ring, lose his stuff? Should they what remove it, what him? What does it mean for? Do you think what does it mean for his Hall of Fame career? Now? What what does it mean for his Hall of Fame now? Hall of Fame. He, he's, not, he's, he's not a Hall of Famer. But um, should they remove? If they're going to remove John Gruden, there's going to be a whole lot of Ring of Honor people that should be removed. Let's just be real. I'm just keeping it being. Warren Sapp is one. We can talk about that one. No, I won't talk about it, but yeah, there's there's a bunch of off field stuff from a lot of players. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But if that happens, you know, you know the NFL man. But that's that's a, that's what kind of topic I thought. All right, man. And what do you? Hey, do you? What do you? Who do you want to win Thursday? The Eagles or the Bucks? Or you don't care who wins Thursday? Who do I want to win? You must be new around here, good sir. I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. I will never ever 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 ever. Root for the Eagles, unless I absolutely need them to win in Week 17 for the Cowboys to make the playoffs. Other than that, you won't ever find me rooting for the Eagles. <laughs> okay, my man. <laughs> Appreciate you, dog. Thank you for the call. Yeah. <laughs> AB, you funny. Aaron's funny. Um, B Bird, my OG, the OG. The other one's the old head. You the OG. What's going on, OG? <laughs> Hey, what's up, Scott? How you doing this morning, man? I'm doing good, brother. How are you? All right. Hey, I was we were talking about Anthony Brown and uh, you know, we trust him or not. But one of the things, uh, do you remember Merton Hanks of the 49ers? Oh yeah. I used to do his dance. Yeah. The neck dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that neck dance, yeah. I, I hated that. I but uh so arrogant. Hey, so 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 one thing they were talking about him, uh he was talking about Dion's arrival and he said that he said, Man, you know, when Dion came in, he said he brought this swag, but also he brought this playmaking ability that uh you no know, made us want to make plays and, and you know, instead of just making a tackle and, and defending the ball, man, we, we was going after the ball because, you know, he brought that to us. And one of the things I was looking at, we have um new leadership in the secondary with uh J. Ron Curse, mm-hmm. but also we have a playmaker in Diggs and to me, Brown's been uh, improving, you know, that first game was terrible. Second game wasn't too good, but to, to me, the last three games have been, you know, some of the better games that Brown has played. And career. I just wanted to get your idea as, as far as, you know, just that uh, carryover from the leadership of Kurtz because he's really a dog. And then you got Diggs, who is just, you know, phenomenal. But what do you think as far as is that affecting AB in a positive manner? You know, earlier in the, in the show, we kind of talked about how having KZ and J. Ron Curse, who I think is leading that charge, and 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 uh, Malik Hooker come in with this new attitude in the secondary. I think it's elevated the confidence and the the kind of just the the sheer will and power of one Trayvon Diggs, right? Like I think it's helped him, but it may be helping AB more. Like you got me thinking. Like I wonder if all of those that attitude that. That energy, that vibe is now transforming, translating to Anthony Brown. I think that has to ha- it has to be, right? 
Like, look when he makes a play. Those boys are jumping. They're excited because they know. They know we're talking about A.B. They know, oh, A.B. the weak link. So when what happens, like, you play football, you play basketball. When the supposed weak link or the lesser talented player makes a play, everybody's hype, right? Everybody's loving yeah. it because if you're only as strong as your weak link, and if my weak weak link becomes strong, boy, we unstoppable. So, so the reason why actually is because I mean, if you look at Brown, Brown mm-hmm. has all the measurables to be a good cornerback, right? Yeah. I mean, he's t- he's tall. He's he's what he was one of the fastest guys on the team. I know back in the day when he first got here, I mean, the guy ran a four three forty. So you look at him and you say, dude, you only making plays. I mean, you you are fast enough and everything else, but. Some of that ends up being a confidence issue. Like, yes. should I go for the interception or should I just play off and just make the tackle? But I think this year to me, and hopefully he continues to grow in this, but I think those guys are having a real good effect on him, and hopefully it continues. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, it, it's all coming together in that backfield, and if A.B. can continue to play like this, it's just going to make the defense that much better. But it's, just, it's definitely about confidence. We always talk about A.B. It's about confidence. What, one of the things, too, and I'm going to transition to O-line because I think a caller, I was listening to your show. I didn't get to, you know, be live or anything, but I was listening. A caller was, like, trading uh, steel. And one of the things I want to say is that I want to just tell everybody there that this team is playing well. Yeah. But if you look at one group, that's the main group for everything that it goes off of. It's the offensive line. And, I, and I'll, I'll clarify this by saying that if I ask any Cowboy fan what was our biggest injury last year, they'll say Dak Prescott. But I'll counter that to say that our three Pro Bowl offensive linemen that were gone affected us more than Dak Prescott was being gone because those guys affected our pass coverage, excuse me, our pass protection, and our run game. It wasn't just on Zeke, but we had a lot of good new guys in there last year. So our offensive line, man, the more good bodies that we have that can back up, if our tackles have been in and out of the for uh, last couple of three years. Yeah. So either it's Smith been gone or Collins been gone. We need backups, man, that, that, are, that are more than serviceable. And right now we have them. We do not need to trade any of these yeah. guys away. They're so valuable to us. I'm with you, man. I, I think I remember you. I remember the call you're talking about. They were talking about, would you trade? I can't remember. Who, oh, yes. It was a caller from the Panthers. They said, would you trade Steel for one of the corners? I'm like, absolutely not. Because I think the value of what the Cowboys have right now with the depth at offensive line is, is more important uh, because the offensive line is is definitely key. Whereas when you look at the cornerback position, I think you got enough depth right there, right? The secondary is doing is doing fine. So I don't I don't think you yeah. need to add somebody that I don't think is better than that many players on your secondary. So um, I'm with you. I think the offensive line is very is very important to this team. Um, they they've allocated a ton of resources to it, and there's just no need to do it, especially when we we're kind of. I asked the question, do you trust Lyle? We kind of don't trust him right now. So we got to let's hold off because still might be your future right tackle. Absolutely. One of the things, too, I think our Achilles heel has been over the last few years, a defense that can control our run with the, with the front seven and with their front seven and just allow the four guys to play pass coverage. But I, I, if our offensive line is performing like they're performing now, it's not too many front sevens that can control our run game. And so that's why we need the offensive line to be as solid and, and as good as it is now. Hey, it's going to be some injuries throughout the years, five of those guys. But we're going to need good bodies, not just serviceable. We're talking about guys that, that are definitely, you know, the governor's a starter, still is a starter at other places. So we need guys like those guys to step in and not miss a beat. Right. So we could continue playing this offense, whereas it's how do you want it offense? 
and 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 we continue to to play that type of offense, and we can go as far as we 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 can go, man. But uh, hey, man, look. Uh, oh, I want to tell you one thing. I'm gonna get off, but uh, you hadn't, man. I was looking at this show. Uh, I know you're a wrestling fan, but it's called Heels. I don't know if you've seen that yet. So they got one of my guys uh, it's on, on Showtime. Here. Yeah, I, I've checked out the the trailer. I haven't watched it yet. I probably will get around to it. To be honest with you, uh, but they got my guy Oliver. Um, I forget his name, but he's from the the Arrow Green Arrow show. Um, that's where I first discovered him. So I'm definitely going to check it out because it looks it looks good. And you know Harrison's on there too, right? Who? Oh, Harrison, yeah, 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 the uh, linebacker. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Right? Hey, the dude, the, and surprisingly, his acting is pretty good, man. He but looked. Scott, hey, it was great talking to you, man. To be and uh, I'm, I, I'll listen to you a little bit later off. I'm gonna listen to you offline, man. Thanks. Have man. a good one. Thanks. Right. Yeah, yeah. Harrison definitely fits the bill of of an actor. Oliver Queen, appreciate it, folks. Um, Harrison, he always seemed to me like a, a, a wrestler. He played like just a big brawler wrestler. But um, yeah, man, B Bird always makes great points in my opinion. Even if I don't agree with him, it's still usually a great point. Uh, I like the depth. I don't. I don't want to move on from the depth at the O line. I, I just don't. I, I think you need that. And as we talked about, you don't know what's going to happen with one Lyle Collins. I'm gonna lock these lock these lines up because. They're getting full, and we want to get through the rest of these calls. You know how I do. I let y'all go and uh, you know, speak your mind, and then we're going to close the show out. So, Michael Gibson with the donation. Appreciate you. Super chat. He says with the $5 donation, let's keep what we have, and when the other players get back, the beast will be even more. Indeed. Indeed. I forget his real name, 34 Blackula, but I'm just a huge – you know what's funny? I watch the DC movies because I you know, like super movies, but their shows are a million times better than their movies could ever be. And the Arrowverse, I got put on through Arrow, and then that manifested to Flash, and then my son actually put me on Supergirl, and then obviously DC Legends of Tomorrow. All of them come together, and I just I love that that Arrowverse. It's dope. It's absolutely dope. If you into to that, I highly recommend. Checking all those out. All right. Let's get back into these lines. We got 469. What it is, what it do? Hey, man, I just want to reach out and kind of uh, comment on what people are talking about trading our players. Uh-huh. Uh, I really think it doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense to move on guys that are producing for us right now for someone on another team that someone's wanting to just get rid of. Good point. I think it would make more sense to keep the continuity together. And then if you decide to move Lyle Collins, do it in the off season, do it for a draft pick. So you can pick your guy that fits your system. Um, you know, too many people are just ready to just move on these guys. And I think that cutting Jalen Smith really put guys like Collins and tank Lawrence on notice. You know, they know when they come back, they either have to perform or they're going to be out the door like he was. I, you, you might be right. Listen, I'm, I'm all for Demarcus Lawrence, but, you know, they're making decisions right now that should make these guys' antennas stand up. And, you know, I know he's making $20 million or whatever it is, making big money, and he's the alpha of the defense. But, you know, Randy Gregory looking real good over there without you. Yes, he is. Michael Parsons is balling without you. So, you know, when you come back, make sure your presence is felt because I got a strange feeling Stephen Jones is going to be you know, wiping his glasses off and looking and saying that, that <laughs> Demarcus Lawrence is not, you know, he's, he's not doing 
$20 million worth of damage out there. So uh, we might want to look to move on from him. I, me personally, I would love to keep him. The more, the more great players, the more good players you have, the better. But the money's going to come into play at some point. So he better come back and perform. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, before this year, I would have never talked about cut and tank. But when you see these guys that we Same. drafted in Odigizua and Golston coming coming through, talk about creating it. some rush, young it, it lets you know that you can uh, you can make a move if you need to, man. But uh, I, I, I enjoy – I sit here at work and listen to you every morning, man. Thank you, man. Uh, enjoy, your, enjoy the content. Uh, I hope you have a great day, brother. Keep, keep doing what you're doing, man. Thank you, brother. Have a good one, too. Appreciate the support. I really do. Great call. Thank you for the call. Yeah, I you know I'm not I'm not ready to move on from Demarcus Lawrence, but if I have if you, if you say hey, Scott, give your opinion on moving on from Demarcus Lawrence, I'll say this: the main reason why I wasn't ready is kind of be bird. You like this? I had to see somebody step up, right? And this somebody was Randy Gregory. You need to have that alpha talent, that alpha dog on that defensive line, and it was it's been Demarcus Lawrence. And this isn't a let's get rid of Demarcus Lawrence show. It's a if you were to, what's your thoughts on it? I wouldn't do it unless there's some guy, somebody that can replace that production. And I think there is, and his name is Randy Gregory. If Randy Gregory can now be my alpha dog, my alpha talent in both the run and pass, you can. You can absolutely move on from him. And that's for later down the line, but the, the conversation got brought up. But that's neither near here nor there. Get his ass back now. That way you got two alphas, and let's just destroy uh, offenses as we move forward. All right, let's get 202. What it is, what it do. You are live, 202. Oh, hey, hey, how you doing, Scott? Hey, I'm good, man. Hey, shout out to my guy, Joe Rod, in the building. What's up, man? Make sure I check out Joe Rod, too. Cowboys blog. All right, so um, this is this is one of the things that I wanted to see when uh, Donovan Wilson get back. I want to see KZ come off the field in the goal line areas, like uh, within mm. like five five to go, because I remember when Zeke almost killed him. I remember uh, the last game we just played, where I think Donovan Wilson would have been able to uh, deliver a strike to stop the running back from getting into the end zone. Oh able to yeah, get a little push. I see what you're saying. And another thing that I want to see is I want to see Dan Quinn stop having a defensive lineman that drop back on third down. Uh, I remember one time against uh, lost the Chargers where they picked up a third and 13 where we had one of the guys that dropped back. I remember the D-Lawrence situation in this game. I remember uh, Chauncey was – he's supposed to have the flat, but he dropped back a little bit. Br- Bradley and, uh, and I did too. Yeah. Say it again. Bradley and I also dropped back against Kadarius Tony. Right. Yeah. So a couple of times, and it seems like it always happened on third down. And I can't remember a time where we dropped the defense alignment back and we were successful when they actually did something. Or I don't know. One time they dropped back and they went off the the made the quarterback off the read and went somewhere else and probably got a sack. I don't know. I haven't watched the film. Well, well, here's those the, are us. I think the thing with the guys thing. like Anai and Ghostin. I don't mind those guys doing it because in a 3-4 scheme, and, and those guys were definitely drafted to be versatile guys that could stand up, right? When, when those guys stand up, and Randy could do it too, but he's just better going forward, you sometimes got to mix it up, right? This is why I don't have a super problem with it because last year, Mike Nolan was doing it with the worst people possible. I've seen, I've seen Antoine Woods drop back more times than I needed to. My eyes hurt. 
I've seen Dorrance Armstrong dropping back. Hell, D-Law, like, what are we doing? Guys that are more 3-4 tweeners, that's understandable. But, yeah, it'd be nice to see him pick and choose his spots a little bit better. Let me, let me touch on your KZ's point real quick because it's interesting. You said you want KZ to come out on the goal line. Here's an interesting thing, though, right. brother. He has two red zone turnovers this year, a forced fumble, critical forced fumble, and a critical interception against the Chargers. In theory, it sounds, it sounds smart, right, because you get another thumper like Donovan Wilson, and you can keep KZ in there, you get Cox, so you still, you still got coverage ability. All right, KZ, you keep cursing there, so you still got coverage ability. But what, what are your thoughts on that since KZ has two red zone turnovers? So the thing is, you leave you the point where they um where they threw the ball at, I think they probably was out like fifteen yards away from the touchdown. So you leave them in there when oh, he's still able to use his okay. coverage. Okay, you're saying go but to when go. When you come in and you three yards to go, got you, got two you, two yards to go, got you. Take them off and put Donovan Wilson in. I like it. I like it. I can get with that. I can get with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's all I have for today, man. Right. Thanks, man. Appreciate everything you do and keep doing what you do, man. Take thank, care. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. Uh, let's all get right. 252, then 432 on deck. 252, what's up? 252, you lie. I think you got me on delay. Going once, going twice. Two five two, you are sold to four three two for the time being. We'll come back to you. Four three two, what it is, what it do. Hey, what's up, Sky? It's DJ. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Good, good. Hey, uh, well, my my topic kind of got hijacked because I was gonna bring up the whole D law situation. Um, the only thing that I'll add is that it really like. The whole concept of the defense from what I've seen is their performance as a unit, everybody taking care of the responsibilities, and they're doing it more so than uh, they've done in a long, long time. Um, and so when D-Law comes back, he is – let me just clarify that right now. He is by far, like, the best defensive lineman that we have when healthy. But in the the scheme of the defense, the question that I'll ask, in the scheme of the defense, can he perform – you know, $20 million worth more than the, the guys behind them and how well that they've been performing. And that's more credit to the guys that have been out there than D-Law himself. So that was the only question. It was like, how much does he have to perform to justify, assuming that they're taking this new, like, are you worth your contract perspective like right. they did with Jalen, how, so, how much a great better should he perform to justify him staying? I love this question. Here's why. Because because it does tie into Jalen Smith. Jalen was cut not because he wasn't performing up to his contract. He wasn't coming close to performing up to his contract. You know what I mean? Like, Demarcus Lawrence yeah. is playing. He's playing good ball. Jalen Smith was not playing good ball. So, I look at it this way. He'll never live up to that 20. He'll, he'll, have, to, he'll have to turn into Aaron Donald. He'll have to get you 15 sacks a game. And what we're realizing, and I said this about a year and a half, two years ago, is that this is what Demarcus Lawrence is. He's an elite run defender that is a really good pass rusher. He's not an elite pass rusher that's a really good run defender. It's flipped. And I think a lot of fans, we have trouble with that because we want him to get the 15 sacks that he got when he got the contract, right? That's why he got paid. But he's more of a well-rounded defense end than he is an elite pass rusher. So if he can continue to, honestly, let me be real, if he can continue to play the way he was playing – 
I have no problem with it at all. Do I think it'll justify the 20 million? Probably not. Because, you know, at 20 million, you need 14 and a half sacks. But if 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 Demarcus Lawrence can come out, and I think I asked this question earlier in the season, if he can come out and give you eight and a half, nine sacks, couple forced fumbles, he's still an elite run defender, and he's you know he's still making plays. I, I live with it. I live with it, and let's try to get this Super Bowl ring with Demarcus Lawrence. The minute he does get into that Jalen Smith territory, that's when you start saying, you know what, it's time to go. Thanks your well, question. Well, then, what I. No, well, but yeah, it did. But it also, uh, I have a follow-up question for yeah, you, Vin. Sure. Um, at that point, if he won't live up to the 20, which is a high standard, and I'll give you that, and we, we agree, like, we agree 100%. Let's just put that, like, we, I want to keep D-Law as well. But uh, to play devil's advocate, how do you, like, let, let's say they let go of Jalen Smith and then they just go, they go draft in the first round in the elite pass rusher, Right to fill that role because we have run stoppers. We did that with the draft this year. So, so you're saving money. You said you said if they let go. And then you have pass pressures. You, hold on, you said Jalen. You meant you meant Demarcus Lawrence. Oh yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. Okay. Yeah, Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. Demarcus. Uh so yeah, you you go you you cut uh Demarcus Lawrence, you go draft uh an elite pass rusher because you have run defenders right now. Now of course uh Demarcus Lawrence gives you the you know both both sides in the same body but the scheme's not really dependent on that either. Well, so here's a question. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. If 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 you're moving on from from D Law, you have to bring back Randy Gregory. I, you have to. I don't think you can just be like, ah, you know what? No, we'll forget you, D Law. Randy Gregory, we're not going to pay you. And now you're rolling out who next year? Think about Dorrance Armstrong is also a a free agent. You're going to roll with Bradley and I and, yeah. and, and Golston. I'm not with that, you know, and, and I like those players, but I need to have me a dog up there. Randy Gregory is turning into your best defensive lineman. He just is. So yeah. if 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 we're going to roll with it, let's play the hypothetical. If we get rid of D-Law, please sign Randy Gregory. Then you can worry about drafting a, a replacement and, and, and easing him in as a pass rusher. Fair enough, fair enough. And then the last thing I got, and I'll let you go, I know it's late, uh, as far as trusting the Cowboys, um, the comparison that I put in my mind, and you may have covered it earlier. I called in late. I had meetings cool. and stuff at work. But, no problem. Run it uh, back. The, Hashtag run it back. <laughs> <laughs> the comparison that I have is, do I trust this team more than the 2014 team with Tony Romo? Do I trust this team more than the 2016 team? Do I trust this team more than the, uh, what was it, the 07 team? Um, which is the best, you know, th- uh, the last best three seasons that I can think of for comparison. Right. And the, the, from the first five games, five games in, the answer to that question is yes. Absolutely. An emphatic I these, yes. I, I trust this team. Yeah, yes. In the first five games at this point in the season, with the performances that they've laid down, yes, absolutely. Because this is the first time in my life since the 90s, which I was born in the 90s, so I'm not that old. I don't remember it that well. Um, since the 90s that we're going into seasons and we are, it's not just we're putting up a whole bunch of points, but I'm still stressed out. It's not, you know, back and forth, back and forth winning the field goals. It's not, you know, us killing ourselves for the entire game and then, you know, they, they just pull it out in the end and they just end up falling into a 12-4, and 13-3 and 3 record. 
like these guys are going out and dominating. And you can make the argument that they dominated on the offensive side of the ball in the Buccaneers game, but they just didn't really know what they wanted to do uh, as a as a defense yet on the defensive side. That's why that first performance was put out there like that. Yeah, and Tom so, Brady is Tom yeah, Brady. Oh, yeah. yeah, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. I'm not taking anything away from him. Tom Brady's Tom Brady. But what I've seen is I watched when Tampa, Tampa lost to the Rams. I watched when – um, you know, he struggled against the Pats. What, what I, but they, yeah, but what I mean is, what I mean is, Tom Brady beat the Cowboys defense pre-snap. This is a young defense. Yeah. It's a new. It's a new defense. It's young, and you got young linebacker, young defensive line. It's it's young. So he beat them mostly pre-snap, in my opinion. And whereas with the Rams, you can't do that. That's an experienced defense over there, right? So it's a little bit different. Um, and, and then really, he didn't yeah. have a terrible game. He actually played pretty good. It was that their their defense could not stop the Rams' offense at all, but I digress. Yeah, so you know, what I what I was saying with that was basically, you know, they were like I I trusted the offense because the offense like CD doesn't you know that pass that's not an interception yeah, they don't get we, points yeah, that, yeah we right. should have beat them but but which yeah. I mean that's that's a lot of ifs and all that kind of stuff which is the first game of the season the first game of the season is always a watch to me anyway. I you think know? they put. I, uh, I love the. Yeah, I love the game. I'm not worried about. It. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Hey, brother. dog. But I appreciate the uh, call, I'm man. Get out, bro. I know you. I know you're running late. Mm-hmm. I got to get to a couple yes, more cars and then we'll be out. Appreciate you. Yeah, I um. It's an interesting conversation, the D Law one. The old head says here he's he's getting paid talking about D Law for his previous value instead of his present and future value. Uh, absolutely. Um, that's usually what happens, right? When you go to contracts talks, you, you get paid for at the time it was his present and future. And then you say, especially when it's a young guy, half of it's probably, or probably more than half what you have done. And then what we think you can do. Um, and is he living up to that major contract? I mean, it's, it's, it's arguably that he's maybe not because those sack numbers, but I would say if you can try to Ignore the sack numbers just a little bit. He's still balling. I think he's still a very, very, very damn good player. Um, but if he starts getting into that Jalen Smith stuff where he's a liability, right? If he becomes a liability and maybe availability could, yeah. Then, yeah, you got to move on. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see how he comes back from the broken foot. It's never good to have the broken foot. What's up, Carlos? Yeah, I know. We're going a little bit. Uh, we about two hours. About, about, about two hours. Y'all know me, man. I could go three hours, but we're going to get these two more callers in because that's what I do. The show's about y'all, too. 252, what up? Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. Okay, quick question I need to ask you. Um, <clears throat> remember earlier when um, this is the people criticizing our young defense because they were saying that they were talking a whole lot of smack and this and that, and they have not yet played a professional game. Yeah. Do you think that would help uh, elevate our defense? It's the fact that these guys, I guess, came in saying, okay, you know, the defense we had in the past, in the past, we're coming in, we're hungry, we're going to show y'all that, you know, that we are much better as a defense. Do you think that young defense is what helped elevate our defense this year to make it better because they come in cocky? But confident in themselves and in their own ability. Let me let, me, let can you rephrase that question again? Yes. Um, I was saying that. Uh, hold up. 
No, I was saying that. Do you think because our, our defense came in, even though they were young, mm-hmm. but the fact that they had confidence in their ability, is that what made them make our defense like like the veteran guys rise oh, up okay. where they at? Because these so, guys, so that youth. I call it the youthful ignorance um, in a good way. Yeah, I definitely think the youth of the defense, and just turn your house down just a little bit because I can hear the echo. Yeah, okay. But um, I definitely right, think the youth is is absolutely having an effect. I mean, just think about it. Look look at it. The first and second year players are really the catalyst to your defense. Um, Osa Digizua up front. Micah Parsons at linebacker. Trayvon Diggs at cornerback, right? Like these guys are young guys that are – um, transcending your defense. And then they have a great mix of young guys and veteran guys. And I think that camaraderie, go check out, you know, any of those guys' Instagram stories, man. They're, they're just all there, all together. Uh, so, yeah, I absolutely believe the, the youthfulness has helped take this defense to the next level, um, mixed with the coaching and the veterans. Because you, you can't really just rely on their talent alone. you got to put them in the right spots, like chess pieces. Yeah, yeah, because I would listen to Colin Powell, which you heard, which you normally know, I don't like listen to him, but kinda, he did I, make a good point. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that. I don't mind Colin, but he definitely be he be lying, mm-hmm. like he backtracks a lot in the act. Yeah, like he, you know, he be lying <laughs> because the Colin. fact that yeah, because the fact that he talked bad about us, and then once he saw, okay, maybe this Cowboys team is for real. Then he all of a sudden switched up and saying, oh, they drafted in the last two seasons four, you know, at least four good solid players, you know, which did help us and make a difference or whatever. But it's just funny to me how how all these guys didn't get, which, like you said, you understand because the Cowboys, the Cowboys, and we like, okay. But it's just something different about this, it is. this year that makes you feel confident. Like, I f- it felt it in the offseason. I had no idea what the records were going to be. I just You just kind of felt that no. something was different in the offseason. But you were hesitant to be like, well, I don't know just quite yet what it is. And then when the preseason yeah. happened, and then obviously Hard Knocks. I, how about this for a second? Hard Knocks was supposed to be a distraction. They did a beautiful job, masterful job navigating through Hard Knocks. And I think some things you can take away from from that to give you this special feel as well. Like, man, this just feels different. And then you get a game or two in, and I says, I stopped saying it feels different. That's over. It is different. This Cowboys team yeah, is. is different, and you can feel confident yes. and comfortable in saying that. Appreciate the call, though, man. Yes, and all right, then. Okay, one quick one more question. Yep. Your your um thing on McCarthy, I think that he's gotten better, and I think he will be better. Sure. Have you changed on that? Yes, so my mind has. Well, and- I don't want to say change. That's that's not fair I've, because I've – I hold McCarthy to a high regard coming in. I believe in McCarthy. I'm hard on McCarthy because I really think he can, you know, take this team to the next level. He gave me some doubt, though. I was, you know, it's on wax. Yeah, yeah me too. It's on wax. Yeah. I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I said, they got to see something, right? Um, I kind of gave him a mulligan for 2020 because it was just so, I mean, goodness. I don't know any coach that could just overcome everything that. I mean, that, that pandemic, right. you know, changed, you know, me, yeah. Right. So, but, but we're, right, we're human. I appreciate it. Hey, appreciate you, man. Yeah. We're, we're, we're human. When Mike McCarthy, the last year, kind of it made it rough. Like, man, I know I'm giving him a mulligan, but dude, I ain't giving me too much confidence either. Uh, and then this year, it's more so the game management that I was like skeptical about, but I kept trying to 
trying to say and give him his kudos for everything that's happening around that. I think he is. He said, I want to build a championship program. I think he's instilling that mentality. Listen to these guys. They blew out the Giants. Asked them questions, and they're like, man, we play bad. I'm about 24. I love it. Uh, Let me see. We got one more. Send us out. Send us out 903. Hey, what's happening, my man? What's happening, Captain? Yo, uh, well, for starters, uh, working on a full year of following you. So, wow. love the material, man. Wow. Great, you. great stuff. Um, And it's funny because, like, every morning I watch your show, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to call in tomorrow. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to call in tomorrow. Well, look. And I never do. You hear. And, but, you, uh, and you're I, sending this out. So, that's even better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the reason for my call is because I wanted to uh, harken back to the uh, offensive line. Okay. Um, I I know there's a lot of people talking about uh, starting McGovern over over Biotish, yeah. and while I'm for the competition, I feel like what they're doing with McGovern is is very methodical right now, and I feel like Biotish, she's kind of being like bathed in fire right now, you know. So he's gonna have rough times, but like uh, going back to that. Uh, that round table you guys had last week, I think it was a Koye that was saying, you know, unlike defensive players, like where you can like pinpoint, you know, like he missed this play, he missed this play, he missed this play, you know, got a select amount of plays that they can choose from to determine whether or not that defensive player was doing bad, as opposed to being on the offensive line. Oh, that was me. Got like 60. That was me. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. oh, you can't, you can't there you go. There yeah. you go. <laughs> you can't like, grade a, yeah, you so, can't grade an offensive lineman on two or three plays. You have to grade the 65 plays. Um, and if he's whole, good, yeah. yeah, if he's good on 61 of the 65 exactly plays, right. you can kind of live with that. Right. Uh, so yeah, I hear what you're yeah. saying in that, in that regard. So, I really believe that even though, like, we're seeing those few plays where Biotish is giving it up, like, I, I really feel like he's got a great opportunity to to grow from those experiences. So I think we've got a real good, sturdy foundation on him, and I feel like if he keeps going, he's going to become the the Travis Frederick or the oh, Mark Stefanowski that, you know, we're all see that right we're now. all hoping he could be. We now, hope he can. I also wanted. Hold on, before you move forward, are you moving forward from yeah. from Biotis? What's up? Uh, before you move forward off of Biotis, I don't see Travis Frederick. I don't see Mark. St- that's the thing, right? Like I don't see that uh, potential right now. And I I get it. He's young. He's only played like what ten games or something like that. Um, and and I understand you grade the offensive lineman. I was mostly saying that about Connor Williams. I think Biotish has had more bad reps than Connor has, and, and and mostly in the pass rushing department. And it's twofold. It's not just him getting bullied or pushed back or him getting beat. It's him getting beaten is causing a fumble. It's it's him snapping the ball high constantly. I mean, it's been five games. He's done that at least three games this year where he had multiple bad snaps. And when you listen to Duke Mannyweather, he's having trouble with his offhand, which, again, he's young. He's having trouble with his offhand. So now you, you got to think about it this way. All right, I got to worry about getting to my man on this reach, and now I got to worry about snapping this ball correctly because I'm not doing that. So that's in my head. Also, there's this blitz coming. I wonder if it's just 
too much for Tyler right now, right? I wonder if they should have just played him last year and dealt with all this, and maybe he would have been better for it. Because right now, I struggle to see him. I struggle to see, you said Travis, I don't see that yet. I don't. I don't. But I digress. I get off my oh, no, 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 no. Please, please don't, don't, don't think that I'm saying that he is one of those. But, like, for right now, like, I mean, because whenever Mark Stefanowski was playing, like, we weren't like, oh, he, he plays like so-and-so and so-and-so. It right, took him right, a little bit you. to uh, become established, you know? Yeah, Travis he's, Frederick, he's so young. He started, it took him a little bit to get established. Yeah. That's and, why and, I feel and, so and I bad really, getting really on him. Oh, of course, of course. And and don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, like, he, he definitely needs to see, you know, like, hey, dude, you messed up right here, bud. Like, uh, so he – the I feel like the the uh, the complaints aren't great unwarranted, point, you know. Point. Jersey but, just made um, a great point. He what, said if Steele could turn it around, so can Tyler Biotis. I'm with him. But go ahead. Oh yeah. Uh, but another thing I wanted to touch on was uh, I I kind of feel like uh, like what Amari Cooper said the other night about about the culture, you know, like I, I really feel like Jerry is trying to get back to that, uh, creating dynasty teams and That's our tough. offensive lineman is, is, is really where it starts. Like, that's why I think that they're holding on to steel. That's why I think that they're holding on to McGovern. That's why I think that they went out and got Farniok this this offseason as well as uh uh josh bell or josh ball like i feel like they're trying to make sure that whenever tyron and zach decide to hang it up they've got some quality people coming in that sure. have a few years they ain't of got no money. I, I love the attempt yeah, i love the attempt right there but those boys ain't here to replace none of them <laughs> no, 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 not not yet of course i ain't not talking about yet. i ain't talking about I yet mean, i'm like, talking about the it. future them boys ain't gonna be on a roster it's the forty You, you don't think that? No, on, Zach man. Martin is. You don't think that Zach, they don't have a chance? Not a chance. Here's why: unless injuries strike. Here's why: <laughs> Zach Martin, Zach Martin, is, right now is what thirty years old. He got about a good six, seven years left in him, at least. Oh, yeah. um, Tyron Smith is the only one I can maybe argue because he has the injury history. But if if Tyron Smith is truly best shape of my life and the injury history is over, maybe he he, he has some you know, late career resurgence in regards to injury luck, Tyron's going to play yeah. these for about five or six more years too. So I don't see none of those dudes replacing him now. No, not at all. Huh. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm uh, looking to the future a little bit a little too rosy. far. It's a little rosy like, glasses, dude. That's okay. You know, we're feeling good. I, I can get it. But very, very rosy you. glasses. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I uh, like my like what I was trying to think of was uh if if Tyron does decide to retire soon, like what I would do is I would move Lael over to left tackle and keep Steele over at right tackle and then use like Ball it. as the swing tackle. I like it. Uh and then if Zach were to retire, I would leave uh McGovern in at right and then uh, over at Zach's place, and then leave Williams over to the left, and then Boy, use Farniak. Williams ain't gonna be here. This is what I'm. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to tell you. You're talk- So you mean if they retire right now? Yeah, if they retired at this no, second, Connor Williams I, I is not going to be on this not. team. Connor Williams is not going to be on this team next year, brother. 
He's on the last year of his contract. Are you? Let me ask you: Are you re-signing Connor Williams? Uh, I mean, no. Just you know, damn well you ain't re-signing no Connor Williams with, with Connor yeah, McGovern no, no, no. <laughs> sitting back there. Yeah. So, so that conversation's uh, moved, right? McGovern. But the, but here's the conver- here's the better conversation. You brought it up, and then you, you buried the lead. If something were to happen to try to Tyron Smith, I'm with you. I would love to move, even if it's this year, move Lyle to left because here's one thing that no one's talking about. Steele is playing much better on the right side of the line. Let's not forget, he played left tackle a lot in the preseason. He looked awful. So he's playing better on the right mm-hmm. side with tra- with uh, Zach Martin. I think I would keep him there. He, he has two years of experience now playing with Zach Martin on the right side. So I would move Lyle to left. So I like that one better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I'll I'll take off my rose-colored glasses <laughs> while I'm talking hey, to you. It's okay, on. man. It's it's okay, but just know you if you listen to the show, you know dang on well I'm gonna push back on you. I'm gonna push back sometimes. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> well hey man, I love the show. Glad yeah. I called in and uh I'll probably be calling back, my man. Have a great day. Appreciate you, man. You have a good one too. Great calls today, y'all. I appreciate you guys, man. Great calls. Um on the Connor Williams thing, somebody said I would resign him. You can't afford to lose good linemen. Well, most teams can't. And, and Connor Williams, I think you have a guy that can replace him, right? And Connor McGovern, and then you just continue to draft depth. Uh, I don't think he's a priority. I don't know that he should be a priority unless he just has a change of his game. It's not been bad by any means, but 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 resign? I'm not resigning him. You got McGovern for another year after that. I would I would look to cheat. Right, I always do this because I love when Dallas does this. So I like to do this in the offseason. Who's that player that you can get ahead of? And I think Connor McGovern could be that player where you can get him on the cheap um, and going into his last year of his deal. But that's neither here nor deal. Great, great call, great call. You know, you know, I know I'm a pushback, right? So don't call in and, and, and get discouraged if I do. You know, unless you're Matt from. From South Florida, y'all. Real quick. Matt from South Florida. That's a moment of sound. They ask you how you are. You just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. But you just can't get into it because they would never understand. I didn't mean to scare you off, Matt. But I, tr- I tried to told you. J- Jalen Smith wasn't. I'm sorry, Matt. Just come on back, Matt. We'll, we'll welcome you back, Matt. We'll welcome you back. I promise you, you always have a home here at A to Z Sports Dallas, Skywalker Steel, Cowboys Nation. We'll bring you back in fold. We'll bring you back in the fold. Am I right, Cowboys Nation? Parker said, this is the longest show ever. Parker, you must be new, Parker. We're only about two hours and some change in. I, we done went so long. Here's the thing. I don't have a clock on the show. That's the beauty of it. A to Z be like, yo, do your thing. Usually I try to stick within an hour, hour and a half, but today was just really good and I knew it was going to be good. I knew you guys were going to enjoy that Do You Trust uh, segment. Maybe we'll revisit that uh, after bye week. After the bye week, maybe sometime. Week 10-ish, something like that. And um, yeah, so for tomorrow, and before I get into tomorrow, make sure y'all check out that drive of the game, man. I I have fun doing that and I want to know if y'all want me to continue uh, to keep doing those things like that. Jesse, Jesse Falls, what do you think about Diggs asking to play receiver? I think no. 
You don't need to. We got tons of receivers doing it. I think it's kind of cool that 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 Diggs acts to do that. It's kind of fun, right, in the locker room type jargon. Um, but and he has the skills. Yeah, he definitely has the skills. But now nah, I'm good. So tomorrow, what we'll do? Well, what I'll do today is do some do some homework. I'm gonna do my homework on the Patriots. Surprise you. I don't know if it's going to be offense or defense. You'll see. Just tune in. We'll do a Cowboys versus Patriots first look. Um, I'll probably take a look at their offense. I'm going to be real with you. I'm very interested to see how they have been playing with, in an in-depth way, how they've been playing with Mac Jones and Josh McDaniels as the offense coordinator. Excuse me. And we'll report back. We'll report back. We'll see what to watch for. Um, get some more calls in. Calls were great. Appreciate that. And um, just make sure y'all tune in. Just make sure y'all tune in. You heard. You see what CJ said, man. You see what CJ said. It's time to drop them things. It's time to drop them things. Indeed. I appreciate you guys, man. I really, really do. This was an awesome show. I tell you, that's why I said if if y'all want to call in, we'll go. We'll go, man. I love talking ball. I could talk ball all dang on day. At the end of the day, though, I understand it can get a little long-winded. Um, but, man, I had a blast on today's show. It's just Tuesday. Takeout Tuesday. Tomorrow is hump day. And we'll dive into preparing for the next team. That's what I like to do, right? You know, Monday, get that 24-hour joyful moment. Or if you want to get out the loss, let's talk about the loss. Tuesday, well, leftovers. We'll take it out. Then Wednesday, it's time to move forward. And let's move it forward. And that's what we're going to do. All right, so look, man, make sure... Make sure you guys, on the way out, if you have not done that, hit that like button and subscribe. If you haven't subscribed and you enjoy the channel, and check out all the wonderful writers on AtoZSports.com slash Dallas. And, of course, keep following us everywhere we go. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on IG. And me specifically, I'm on Twitter as well, at SkywalkerSteel. I am probably going to get off here. I spend too much damn time on Twitter. But if you're a sports person, if you love sports, you got to get Twitter, man. Got to get Twitter. Appreciate you, Frost. Appreciate you, uh, Jersey. Everybody else, let me press this button, man. We're going to be here forever, man. Be here forever. Get up out of here. Cowboys handling business. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for the donations. Thank you for the kind words. Make sure y'all return back tomorrow, 8 a.m.-ish. I know how we do. And then tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime, Mauricio Rodriguez will be in the building once again. Support our guy. We out of here. Peace. I want me some glory hope.